We would like to extend special thanks to Jaris Wickland, George E. Mathis, Michael Brewer, Matt, just Matt, and Pat Doherty. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and supported not just the show, but this entire network of shows. If you want to be like them, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kick us a couple of bucks a month if you can. Every little bit helps. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. Yes. And this week we are beginning our coverage of Nier, just the original Nier, not Automata, which mm-hmm. is an action RPG developed by Kavia or Kavia uh, and published by Square Enix for the PS3 and Xbox 360 in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And that that, uh, that distinction is important. Mm-hmm. So near, not near autom- automata, right? Like maybe someday, uh-huh. but right now, just the OG near. I'm playing. I'm playing near automata now, mm-hmm. <laughs> so so there's that. But no, not for a show, just for fun. Yeah. No, this is the OG near. And one of the reasons why I want to do this is because I do I do want to play automata, but I have a disease where I want to play the original game first. Yes, aka Kotor two syndrome, <laughs> aka Butterfield's lament, where like I just got this Butterfield you know, arrow. Yeah, I just I just want to. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't makes sense mm-hmm. i shouldn't yeah like what you know me trying to squeeze myself through kotor again is not going to be a good ending you know but it's just i just feel like i should right and then you know because i want to get to kotor too mm-hmm. um this is this is the same kind of thing uh it was a good reason to uh to pick it um and we also picked it because uh we you know we like doing a jrpg in the summer mm-hmm. um and we picked this one um something that was kind of like action oriented uh just because it wouldn't be like a big random encounter grind and i'll i'll cop to pushing for that pretty hard yeah um you, know. <laughs> you, you push for this one you and you ended up not, like not liking it very much so that's funny I, I, it's interesting as hell <laughs> yeah like it's not even it's not anything there are no genres to this like yeah. it's not a you know it's like weird it's a weird companion with pathologic because yeah. it's it's pretty hard to pin down um i so I've, I've been complaining a lot about it it's a little bit of it i'm not saying this to like fend off angry nerds i'm just mm-hmm. i legitimately it's overstating it to say i don't like it mm-hmm. i think it is it, this is this game is and i haven't beat it disclosure like i'm still we're just recording part one today and i i life kicked me in the dick really hard uh this month and i it threw me off my schedule but the um uh i think that it is it is absolutely a mess mm-hmm. the things that are the things that are weird about it i don't think are good i think mm-hmm. that's what the reputation is the things that are good about it are good though. Yeah. Uh, and we'll definitely call those out. Like I, I like these characters. I like the, this writing, I like this banter. Mm-hmm. Um, I am interested in where they're going with the story. Like, you know, I don't, it's not that enough that I dislike it. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's, I don't know how it got made. It's like really <laughs> perplexing in a way that is unlike anything else we've done. 
Yeah. Uh, so many, so many things feel like they are done to no purpose. And then I, I kind of like hint around or ask people, no, I'm like, is that, does it ever like kind of like really pay off? And the answer mm-hmm. is always no. <laughs> uh, it is not to a purpose. It's just yeah. to, to be. And it, it makes me, it's weird. It's a weird thing where I have uh, very little, it's not that I dislike it. I have very little faith in this creator. Yeah. Like it's that's, inspiring faith to me. That's a, that's a thing that we, that, that we have talked about. So yeah, I, I've, I'm, I was definitely being glib by saying you didn't, you, oh, did, yeah. you didn't like it. Uh, but, the, but that's the thing there's, there, there seems like an all, uh, an awful lot of stuff that you, th- that people just round up on about this primarily because you can hand wave at it and say, Oh, that's calling attention to the artifice. The, this, this is in a lot of ways. And again, this sounds super damning. And again, also I haven't beat it. So I know that there is an emotional payoff that happens after like a bunch of bullshit, but all of the things that are bad about this game make this game kind of like sharpshooters paradox or sharpshooters fallacy, the game. Right. Right. Like describe the sharpshooters fallacy for people who may not know. Uh, it's when you, you shoot an arrow at something, uh, it's, it's it's called as as a brutal own to uh to texans to the lone star state <laughs> it's called the the sharpshooters uh the texas sharpshooters fallacy Ooh. and the uh the idea is you shoot uh just an arrow anywhere and then you draw a bullseye around what you hit mm-hmm. um so like multiple discussions i've gotten into on twitter and also read like just message board things yeah, where yeah. the things about this game that are clearly a dumb mess and there are things in this game that are absolutely just like a shitty shitty like this, oh, this is bad. This is a yeah. bad game. Uh, this is bad oughtn't, game stuff. oughtn't be there. Like in a deadly this, premonition yeah. way, oughtn't be there. Yeah, 100% shouldn't be there. Uh, people will argue that it's there to a purpose, and they can't connect the dots between the, the that purpose and how it would relate to this theme. So sometimes it's like what well, you're saying, drawing attention to that artifice, you know. But a lot of times it's just kind of like, oh, like he had this grand point that he's trying to make that I, I don't know everything about. Like I guess – the broad stroke of the ending pretty easily, but yeah. I don't know the specifics of it yet. Right. Um, but also decided he wanted to make this side point. And I'm yeah. like, well, no, no more heroes makes that side point. And the game is about that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you can make a game about like, aren't games repetitive, dumb bullshit, you know? Right. Um, like that is a point that you can make to a game. I don't think it's a good point. I don't mm-hmm. think that makes for a good game, but it is yeah. something you can do. It's, I don't it's... think that's what's happening with like how fishing works in this. No, no, not 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 at all. Or the farming or just like any number yeah. of these kind of tertiary systems. Like you can make a point about like the side quest being bullshit because in the text they underline it a lot that it's it's your character doing whatever he can to save his daughter. Right. Okay. Fine, but that is not the point of this game. Like that is and not that is not like what is ultimately being told. That's just the emotional core for one character on one half of the game. And and even then, it's not expressed very well because right. you don't have to do those things, right? Right. So like, even if it that is the idea, it is a failure because you don't have to do those things in order to have like money because you don't actually need money. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of gameplay that doesn't prop up themes. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a lot of gameplay in general. In this game, like it is a lot of like a wide array of systems that are unnecessary and non-additive yeah, and not fun. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to shark your point from before we recorded just in the green room as we were just catching up with each other. Like it fills up the neat meter, but that rarely flows over into into other stuff when it comes to the play specifically. Yes. Yeah. Like there are things that happen where it's like, oh, man, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't feel meaningful. It doesn't feel thematically rich. It doesn't do any anything else other than being kind of neat. Yeah. You know, and and like I'm I'm susceptible to neat. I think mm-hmm. neat is cool. Neat is cool. Yeah, neat is cool. I think they're synonymous. <laughs> it's just for me, but for me, those two words are synonymous. Yeah. You know, 
but the uh yeah it's a it's it ends up being a very frustrating game that uh and i i came away i had an interesting talk about this uh, also on twitter um there is something about like japanese auteur game developers mm-hmm. where i really wish that they would fucking like focus there's a <laughs> there's a cross problem yeah right like this and deadly premonition are the two biggest biggest, uh, biggest examples right like right both those games have additional systems that uh, are subtractive. It's mm-hmm. not even that they're additive, but they're like actively subtractive. Like, you know, flash way back to Deadly Premonition. Like, I didn't beat that game because of the mechanics were such a pain in the ass. Like, I right. got to the Goku fight, and I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to bang my head against this. Like, I'm not having fun. Like, this sucks. Uh, you know, if that wasn't important to the the theming, that wasn't important to the point. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of there. Yeah. You know, and there's just there's a thing. I, I feel like it, it happens more often with like, and I think that the fact that there are just more auteur game makers in, in Japan, I don't think it's a, a cultural thing. I think it's just the well, like, it, it's also, it's also, you know, they, I think they might stick out more to us because that is something for us to latch onto uh, for, for being outside of that. And I can just think of more examples, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, when I think about um, Western games that do the same thing, I don't have a name attached to them. Like Tim Schafer you know? or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there's the things like that. And like, I have tons of problems with Tim Schafer too, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not like. Oh, I, I specifically not... called him up as a, as an auteur yeah. who has problems. <laughs> yeah. But I, it's not like his problem is not that he grabbed, like he can make a mediocre adventure game like Broken Age, but he doesn't graft a crafting and combat system that is barely playable onto it. Yeah. And that is like a Suda thing. And that is a, you know, a Yokotaro thing. And that is just a, you know, that, that seems to be a thing Mm -hmm. and I don't get it. Like, I wish all these people were working in indie space where they could like, you know, they could pare down, they could prune the tree. Yeah. Make your point. Like, like you have, you have a point and it's a good point. It's awesome. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you have this emotionally affecting story. Like, why are you in the, like, big triple a a game space yeah (laughs) like what why are you attaching yourself i mean uh, the answer is resources and exposure why are you why are you attaching yourself to an apparatus where you have to tick so many boxes that (laughs) like i can't do them well so i have to say i meant to do them poorly yes exactly that and or just wait for fans to say you meant to do them poorly yeah and then just kind of be quiet and then like that becomes the narrative yeah, and I'm just I'm so I'm so skeptical of that, you know. Mm-hmm. I say when I was talking about it with uh, Deadly Premonition with Riff, like you know, he's talking about that resource thing, and like I would I there's a version of Deadly Premonition that has like PS2 level graphics. Mm-hmm. They could have made a much level like much you know lower budget that I think would have been really badass actually. Yeah. Like you could have done uh, some aesthetic choices with that that did not ape kind of like PS3 level fidelity. Yeah, that I think would have been additive mm-hmm. to it. Like less budget would have made that game better in like almost every way. Yeah. You know, take all the budget that you do have, put it into voice acting, you know, and writing the parts that are important Mm -hmm. and not into like checkpoint races around town, which are like funny. But what are you what are you doing? You know, why are why are you spending my time this way? Yeah. There's this weird like feature creep, like like iteration of feature creep that happens Mm -hmm. with these. And it's just like it it just drives me nuts because the experience of playing near like as I'm in it now and I'm further than the break today. We'll talk about our stopping points. Um, I'm further along than that. And. I'm just doing the um, there's like a thing Aaron Signal has described it where it's like uh, games that separate their their kind of story and play mm-hmm. uh, where it's like reading a book with the pages stuck together. Yeah. So like you read a page and then you have to spend do the work of unsticking the pages before you can read another page. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and that never feels good to me. Like, oh, I have to go through this kind of bullshit dungeon to get these like story beats that I am invested in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm curious about the story of this. Like, I think you set up a cool mystery. Like, I like these again. I like these characters. I think this is a cool dynamic. Um, I just don't want to engage with these systems that you didn't care enough about to make good yeah. or 
you know, uh, didn't have the ability to make good or whatever the actual explanation is. Yeah. And you know? I came, away, you know, to, to, to plant my flag in the ground, I came away from this, I think, more positive, more positive than you are. But I think that that is entirely through an effort of, you know, kind of a little bit of unfocusing my eyes and saying, recognizing very quickly, oh, that part is bullshit. So I'm not going to do that. Like cutting away and just moving past that stuff to get to the part. And that is not an exercise one should take joy in, skipping over bad stuff to get to good stuff or rushing, yeah. through, rushing through something that's made for it. It's just not, it's not something that can be engaged with holistically and you know still leave you having a good time it, right it's, it's much it's much harder for me to unplug from something and just not care about hours of my life right like and i'm not saying that that sounds like I'm, I'm making a judgment on you i'm 100 not because like that's something that most people i like i would be happier if i could do that and most people who i know who play games are really good at that mm-hmm you know, and they just they just don't notice it like they just don't, you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, this is extremely bad, but I just yeah. know that it's bad. I'm just going to get through it. And it's, yeah, I, I, know. I, I, I notice it. But that is so I, I notice it, but don't feel it right. I mark, yeah. I mark its presence, but I mark its presence, yeah. but uh, shift around the weight. Yeah. yeah. Like and, 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 and I feel it and I have a very hard time anymore, like um, with anything I have to engage with at all. Like I can't really listen to two things at once. Mm-hmm. I know that's a change in my physiology, but I can't like throw on a podcast or throw on yeah. something entertaining while also listening to incidental dialogue and stuff and it came up with edf you know like where it's like that's an incredibly boring game you know and they they train you not to listen to it but Mm -hmm. also what little story and humor there is you have to listen to yeah yeah so that became a very hard game for me to just switch into podcast mode yeah you know um so it's interesting like it'll be interesting to talk about the these systems and i think that what's going to happen as far as like my arc during these three episodes is that I will progressively get more positive because we're going to get these generalities out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to be, we're just, it's just going to be smooth sailing for the other two episodes as far as just talking about like story stuff, which I genuinely do think is like pretty good and cool. Yeah. It only gets, um, it, it only gets better and cooler. So yeah. Like I'm looking forward to that, yeah. you know? So like getting these, these generalities out of the way. So uh, save your heat mail or whatever to me. Um, you know, for this, because that is, uh, and then th- that's overstating because that, that's automata, <laughs> like not that many, everyone kind of throws an asterisk on their appreciation of near. Right, right. Um, but like, just know that like some of the, you know, at least some of the things that you really love about this, I think are really cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, it just doesn't mean we're not necessarily going to talk about this episode. This is, this is similar to pathologic. Like it's very weird how these form this kind of couplet where even I think the biggest proponents of near will also, you know, recognize or couch their recommendation or gushing in. Oh, but the play is garbage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. It was such a, such a weird thing to me. It's always such a like, Oh, you, like, I mean, you still, you play games though. Yeah. You know, like that's, 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 that's the mode, that's the method you interact with them, yeah. you know, and, it, and that being a thing that can go after a butt, mm-hmm. you know, is always just really strange to me. Yeah. Like it's a video game. Yeah. Like I do play it. A good restaurant, but the food isn't cooked. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. The food is bad. Yeah, it's a great restaurant, but the food is bad. Like, Oh, okay. You know, it's very similar to that joke that like, it's a, it's a, a terrible restaurant, but the portions are great. Uh huh. You know, it's 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 like an articulation of that joke. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are doing um, we're doing three episodes on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first one. We don't have absolute specific cutoffs um, yeah. for this. Yeah. We're more aiming to have the episodes be kind of equally length because this game is structured. It's structured like a fucking nightmare is what it is. So yeah. the... it's, it's got a very weird structure. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it does do that thing. And, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about it at some point or like I, I have things to say about it, like of hiding its brightest light under a bushel. Like, yeah. 
you know, put it, making you jump through a lot of hoops and play it multiple times to get the best content. Yeah. You know? so, so for right now, we are going up through uh, the Baron Temple and Facade. So that's what we're going to cover for this episode. Yeah. And that includes all those generalities and all those systems that don't add up to anything. Yes. Which again, like as much as they don't, you know, it's not our, it's not the purview of this show to be like, hey, ignore this major part of the game. Right. You know, which you might, well, might be part of a recommendation to somebody else. But it's like this show is, you know, I, I feel like we have to look at the game. Oh, yeah. You know, as exists. Oh, and that's like, not um, something I'm advocating for either. No, no, I, yeah. I know you're not. It's just like yeah. a thing where like I, I can imagine that being frustrating to some people where it's like, why are you, you why know, are you holding this bad thing about this thing against it? Yeah, well, because it's a bad thing about the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you just you answer your own questions. All uh-huh. it's a tautology, you know, um, these things are part of it. It has to be considered, I think. Yeah. Um, so in, in broad strokes, this is a game uh, where you play a father who is trying to find a cure for his daughter's terminal illness. Uh, it is called the Black Scrawl. Yeah, uh, not the, uh, not the good, not the Ill, ill-fated '70s black exploitation <laughs> Avengers uh, tie-in, but uh, C R A W L. Yes, uh, it kind of manifests as these uh, kind of glyphs that uh, hover around her skin when she's having these attacks, and also coughing in general. I am a sick personness. Yes. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the other version. There's another version where you play as the brother, but in America, we only got the one with father near. That's Gestalt. what they call him. Yes, near Gestalt. Yes. Um, so this is a third. That's, that's a really weird choice, too, because it's like not apparently they're not very different at all. Right, right. I think it's entirely just uh, kind of demographic pleasing. Like, yeah, we wanted like, I mean, specifically, they wanted to make something that appealed to Western audiences. And they knew that if they if they made you a Bishanin, that would that would count against it yep. or yeah. yep yeah. and would be something that would you know again like and, and vice versa would entice yes you know players in japan mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah um and weirdly in japan they they just did both and differentiated by system super weird mm-hmm. um yeah so this is a third person you know 3d game uh, it, it blends a ton of genres if by blend okay can you blend a bunch of pebbles together they never yeah. actually touch or like interact with each other but there's a lot going on here a lot of different modes of play yeah, yeah. And the, the the like the charitable way would be to like compare it to a salad. Yeah. You know, but yeah. It, it's like a salad but like you know, real different like that has like raisin nuts in it instead of raisins. Like it, it's a <laughs> you know, the things do not always match up. Yeah. Uh in multiple ways. And we'll talk about those when we get there. Yeah. That's the thing. Your primary mode of interaction though, you're exploring or you are doing some real C minus D plus level character action combat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just I mean it's it's extremely just kind of mashy. Yeah. You know, uh, and we'll talk about one of the weirder things about this is there's a lot of there's a very high skill ceiling for a game that requires none of it. <laughs> you know, even in the second half when it gets hard, like it's not, you know, you can do a lot of things that you do not need to do. Yeah. Um, the game, uh, part of what makes those that those genre blending things and that character action so weird is that the game is primarily very story forward. Um, you know, it is it is it has a narrative it wants to tell. Um, it has focus. Uh, but you do spend, you know. Even even you spend a lot of time doing things that are superfluous uh, and that includes combat, you know, Um, you know, they're ultimately superfluous to the experience and the story that uh, they they wanted to tell. Yeah, yeah. The the, the combat is superfluous. The act of killing is not. Yes. Yeah. It's like they needed to have you have you kill. Yes. You know, and uh, kind of build up a lot of systems around it. Yeah. So because those systems are a little bit superfluous, this generality section is going to be a little short. Uh, especially compared to the marathon that was pathologic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and it's one of those things where the systems individually, uh, it's not so much the content of the systems that's interesting. It's the presence. purpose of them. <laughs> yeah, the presence and purpose. Like the fact that they don't feel like they should be there uh, is the why is more interesting than the how mm-hmm. of uh, all of this stuff. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't think there's an answer there. Like it, it's like the, the why I say the why, but I don't think it's because it's a genius commentary on something like I do right. not buy that. Right. Um, so each weapon that you have, um, you have, you can do combos of quick attacks. Um, you have a special attack and you can do a charge attack, a charge so. attack that, um, does not track. Nothing tracks is the, no. is, is, is a big problem about this. So yeah, you, have to, you have to be damn sure that, uh, when you charge up that attack, the thing is always going to be there. Otherwise, you're just going to uh, waste a lot of time and expose yourself. And I just never did it. Yep. <laughs> and you never have to. Right. Like, any, if anything doesn't work or is bad, you can skip it, which is not an advantage. Right. You know, it, it like, just to, 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 you know, lest you say. Like, it, it is, but you, you don't have to do it. Right. Um, the, uh, the first half of the game, uh, you only have one type of weapon. You have one-handed swords, which all play relatively the same. Yeah, there's like the uh, the biggest difference is their weight, I think, and that just kind yeah. of informs the combo rhythm. Yes, uh, and and like length, like yeah, hitbox, yeah, yeah. like you get that weird circle sword. <laughs> I love um, that thing. There's there's like a, a bunch of you know, but they mostly play the same. Um, this to me feels a lot. The fact that there are a lot of and there are a lot of them mm-hmm. um, as well, and this to me feels like this is a nod to Drakengard. Uh, uh, reading about Drakengard, that's my understanding is that has a lot of like weapon fetishization that plays into the theme of that game. Yeah. Um, a lot of the weapons that you find here are castovers from Drakengard that they have yes. slightly different names, but they look identical. So it's yeah. a little bit of fan candy. Yep. And then this game is in the universe of Drakengard. Yes. Uh, we didn't talk about that. Um, Drakengard ends with a big cosmic level event. And the, the point of Drakengard, the thematic core that you have to go through a lot of nonsense to get to is uh, what kind of person uh, kills dynasty warrior levels of people in order just to get stronger yes like not a good one right. um which again that's a great point uh-huh. i think that's an awesome theme for a game right uh you just, you just don't make it a terrible <laughs> dynasty warriors game around it like that is super unfun to play with all these extraneous systems and really bad music and like all these problems with that like i spent a lot of time youtube diving on dragon guard because i sure as fuck was not going to play it right right um so anyway so a bunch of the weapons are on loan from that and just kind of the sheer volume feels like a holdover from that yeah and it's also more hurdles for you to get the final ending which is dumb yes. which we'll get to too yeah so philosophically <laughs> opposed yeah um, um there's kind of a jump in this game and then they open up new weapons yeah yeah like you you spend a lot of time your character spends a lot of time basically on a, on a quest for vengeance and you get better at different kinds of weapons so you get access to spears which are very overpowered uh, and two-handed swords which i never had a use for because every time i tried to attack with one i was attacked in turn yeah the two-handed swords which are big and slow um spears which are kind of boring with their basic thing but they have this weird you know uh should not have made it out of playtest special <laughs> attack yeah. that is incredibly overpowered and you can do you can spam yes uh, and it's, it's kind of like a miniature aoe almost mm-hmm. um and there's no once you have it there's no reason not to do it unless you are trying to challenge yourself yeah uh you can just kind of pound on that and actually like <laughs> you know rivals magic a lot of the time yeah pr- as pr- far as dps um a, a little bit of a hint if you're trying to get a if you're trying to make the game go quicker uh combine your dodge roll with that uh special attack and you go across the map in an instant so yeah yeah you kind of you, kind of, you run through the air <laughs> and stuff kind of zap through the air so it's like that is that is a uh, worthwhile for saving time yeah um you have a dodge roll dodge roll is uh, good have- i like the dodge roll in this yeah it's fine mm-hmm. like it, it's good that you have a dodge roll um and you have a block 
Um, kind of frustratingly, the block takes some time to execute. Yeah. Uh, the game's not built around this. Um, there are, we'll get to this when we talk about, I mean, I guess in the next point, we talk about combat mm-hmm. and stuff and how enemies are designed, how their attacks are designed. Like to make a block, like in every other game that has this kind of block, the block is instant. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen a block take time to set up. Um, the enemies do not telegraph their attack or visually have the kind of like fidelity. Uh, we'll talk about what the enemies are when mm-hmm. we get there, uh, which there's like shocking little variety to. Yeah. Um, but they they don't look, they don't read. Uh, they do not track very well. Right. Um, so it's not the kind of thing where like you could theoretically do a souls like where um, you, it takes time to block mm-hmm. because you know, an attack is coming. It would mean people would have to attack a lot slower. Yeah. Um, neither of those things happen here. Right. Like it's hard to reattacks and a lot of them are instant uh, making the block like more or less useless, except for a couple like challenges or puzzle things where they want it. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot I had that. Like, let mm-hmm. me go fiddle in a menu and we'll talk about fiddling in menus as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, there's some, there's some time with that, but the block is pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, the... And largely because you have to, it takes time. Yeah. Um, I almost in- instantly, um, as, as soon as I got enough spells to warrant it, I just remapped that button to, to do yep. something useful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, so the combat here, there are a lot of reasons why the combat suffers, but for me, primarily there were two things. It was weightless and you spend a lot of time attacking past enemies a finely tuned action game, you know, it's not going to be completely easy mode. It's not going to be completely, you know, guided, but there will be a gravity or there will be a target fixation that will grant you a little bit of a benefit of a doubt and change your character's facing as you're attacking to, you know, either move you closer to, you know, toward them or make it likely that your next attack will hit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this, none of that happens. You spend so much time just attacking past enemies. Mm hmm. Um, and th- there's actually there's lots of things for that. Like, so like the two points that you brought up are big reasons why that happens. Another point is just the perspective. Yeah. Like you don't have to have lock on and uh, that kind of uh, gluing to an enemy thing in like link to the past. Right. Right. Like you just know which way you're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of difficult yeah. to know which way you're facing. And it's not helped by the enemy design, which like there might be a point about this later, but just get a get ahead no, of it. A bit do it here. Yeah. All, all enemies are kind of this weird transparent semi transparent red kind of mesh for the first half of the game yeah um, it's it's black and yellow they're uh they're, they are called shades so it's like a yes. mess of polygons that are vaguely in a uh in, in a humanoid form but there's there uh there are huge sections it's not connected tissue right so they're they're not solid objects um every time you fight in this game you're fighting multiple enemies at once except for a couple of mini bosses and actual bosses right um which means that uh you they overlap visually like mm-hmm. imagine your camera behind a third person action character you have two enemies in front of you both of which are semi see-through mm-hmm. uh it is extremely hard to know so not only do you not have this kind of just ease of use mapping you onto the you know being able to lock on or just kind of like you know drawing you attracting you to the nearest one um you can't even really see which way they're at just to like press in the direction of them mm-hmm. like there's no real differentiating them and the combat uh is very fast. Yeah. Like not in a, not in a, like a, a good bloodborne way. Like, you know, it's, it doesn't feel precise. It's just fast. Yeah. Well, it's very fast until you get knocked down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. Cause there's like, again, uh, that's very frustrating. Um, so it just means that like, it does, it just doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Like the combat feels real bad. Yeah. Um, when you get knocked down. Um, so when you get hit, you don't have iframes. Yeah. Uh, as you are getting back up. So it's very easy to get kind of chain knocked down. 
mm-hmm. uh, by things. And it take there in general, this extends at first. I thought it was just getting knocked down and getting back up. Um, all the animations in this game take too long to do. Uh, gathering things like picking things up from the ground yep. takes too long. Everything is too slow. All the animations feel like, like you're underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just makes, imagine like this, this combat where you are, you can't really see exactly where an enemy is. You're just kind of button mashing because for lack of anything else to do, like you can't really read attacks, you know, sometimes you can, but mm-hmm. you can't read most of the attacks. Um, I was just dodging on kind of my own internal rhythm for when I thought maybe attacks would happen, mm-hmm. you know, just to get out and get in. And like, yeah. it ended up being successful. Like I'm not challenged by the combat in this game. No. Um, I eventually like, we're describing it as bad and that makes it sound like it's frustrating. Like it's like deadly premonition. Like it's frustratingly bad. Uh, it's this weird thing that is like bad and weightless, but also super, super easy. Uh-huh. Like, I don't, I don't think this game is hard at all. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, when we t- I talk about it, not being a good thing that you can ignore systems. That's what I mean. Like, there's just systems there that you just don't need. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you hit three or four times, dodge out of the way, come back into that cluster, hit three or four times, dodge out of the way, your magic charges up, do a magic. Like, you will win every combat in the game without breaking a sweat. Yeah. Additionally, it is non-essential. Uh, <laughs> it's just non-essential. You don't have to do it. Um, yeah. You know, you do level up in this game and it affects your, you know, your your general stats. Uh, it affects your your health, et cetera. But, like, you're not really looking for money. Uh, you know, oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, they're oftentimes are going to drop something that you're maxed out on anyway. So, yeah. like, you know, once I realized that combat is a fake idea, you know, I ended up just like blowing past encounters. Like, unless somebody was, you know, blocking a door, I didn't really engage with them unless I was, you know, barred from going forward because of their yeah. presence. You know, and, th- and, and this was this was brought to infinity um, during my third playthrough, getting ending C and D. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward slash looking for looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, not looking forward to experiencing it. And put that in your back pocket for when we say that combat is not tied into the theme, but killing is. Yeah. So, like, to make if you want to have killing as a strong part of your theme, you need to incentivize it. It needs to be something you feel good about doing. Yeah. So they like can make you I'm feel like, bad about it later. Exactly. And I don't feel good about it. It just feels like this dumb thing the game is making me do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like when it gets to that part, like, you know, th- that's why I talk about these systems not being part of a grand genius design, mm-hmm. you know, is like they, they just don't tie if, together. If they feel or, perfunctory or cursory, yeah. it feels like they were just done out of an obligation. Yeah. Um, but there's too much there to be an obligation. Like, it, you know, that's the thing that's so frustrating. Like, it's weird. Uh-huh. I just think it's a miss. Like, I think it's just bad. Yeah. You know, well, uh, G- Gary, uh, this may be surprising for you to find out. But did you know that this is fixed somewhat in Nier Automata? Uh, the, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that uh, for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, even like, well, after I played it, like yeah. I'll play Nier Automata and everyone will still be like, well, actually, those things you complained about. Nier, I <laughs> And it's like, well, we're not talking about that. No. You know, it's like this, this still deserves being looked at. Yeah. The weird excess uh, extends to spells, too, that like need this excess, right? Mm-hmm. Because so you get access to spells. They're called sealed verses. Um, this is probably the most meaningful reward you can get for killing. Because like you said, you don't need XP. You don't really need money. You sure as fuck don't need crafting materials. <laughs> and the uh, which are the other things you get for fighting. Um, you get sealed verses. There's eight of them, I think, Mm -hmm. of which three are useful, arguably. Right. 
Like these suck too. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't feel good to get a new ability when there's no, again, you don't have to use it because the combat doesn't require it. Mm-hmm. And also they don't feel cool or good right. a lot of the time. Some of them do, yeah. but most of them don't. Right. Like a, a, a lot of them. So I, I primarily uh, kept myself loaded up with dark blast, dark lance and dark hand. Me too. We're, we're, and I, yeah. yeah. Like all, all of the others, they did not feel satisfying to use. And also they, their utility was just so ridiculously specific. Where like, they were hard to aim. Like yeah. I tried using the clone one mm-hmm. uh, and that's just hard to use. Yeah. You know, and it didn't seem like it out damaged anything. And that information didn't, have, you know, appear to be avi- like available. Yeah. And I was like, what is, what would be the advantage of using this? Uh, <laughs> and I couldn't find it. Yeah. Like, or it's a case where the situation that, you know, would call for this spell actually precludes you from using it. There's one dark, ex- a dark execution, which causes like, it's like an AOE that causes spikes to raise out of the ground around you, you know, mm-hmm. meant, meant as a no shit button for crowd control, but you have to charge it up to get more than a couple of spikes around you. What yep. can't you do when you are surrounded and need crowd control? Charge exactly. something up. <laughs> Yeah, yep, the the pace of play does not match this this variety. Right, right. You know, like these these all these things, all of these combat systems belong in a game with more complicated enemy design mm-hmm. uh, than this has, uh, and they're just they just never do it, even right. with bosses. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like oh, like you know, the bosses are where you have to really pull out the strategy. Not really. Like the the bosses all kind of like some of them are cool. Uh, you know, some of them are cool fights. Some of them are cool set pieces. Yeah. The the strategies required for them are not very different either. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that. Um, you have a magic meter. This is how you use your sealed versus. Uh, it recovers slowly, automatically. Um, you speed it up by attacking things. Uh, if your enemies shoot a spell at you, these kind of orbs, you can hit these orbs. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and usually I like orbs. Yeah. And then you can refill your, your magic to use spells faster. Yeah. Um, another genre that's present here. Most of these orbs are shot in shoot 'em up patterns. Yeah, yeah, which I I don't I don't like don't like that either. Right. As a thing, like just like it, it's kind of cute, but I don't think that the parts where the game explicitly turns shoot 'em upy, mm-hmm. like when it turns overhead and it becomes kind of a dual stick shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like my controls or like the iframes on my dodge or anything are lined up well enough. Like my hitbox does not feel good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean this this is a like a kind of a wrap up thing, but we'll talk about the weird obsession this game and this creator has with varying modes of play yeah. uh, that I don't think uh, is additive either. And this feels like part of it. Like there are parts of this that are a platformer. Mm-hmm. Why? Are this a good platformer? No, <laughs> like not even close. Like it's not a fun platformer at all. Right. You know, it's just to, so we could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this will be a shocking point of data for you. And near automata, because they brought platinum on that mode of play thing actually gets a little bit better and feels better in your hands. That's my understanding, yeah. even though like I, I've also, you know, like because when that game, when we around when we started the Slack, I think it was when that game came up or when that game came out, it was a real hot topic on the Slack mm-hmm. and I was avoiding it because I knew I was going to play it at some point. Yeah. And there's at least enough of a backlash against that stuff, too, Yeah. that I'm not that excited, like yeah. enough people who are like, yes, it's better in comparison. It's not good in general, though. Like you wouldn't play it without the story stuff this game does. Right, right. You know, no, no. so I, I'm. I'm just, forward I'm just it, doing that but... shitty joke again. <laughs> no, it's, the... it's okay. Yeah. The, uh, it is, uh, uh, yeah. You, only you may at me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, it's, it, it's a, it's a joke. It's a bad joke, but also it is to say like, yes, we're aware. Like we know this. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah, absolutely. I'm playing it right now. Like I, 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 I surrender. Um, yeah. all you people who wanted me to play it, guess what? I'm doing it now. It's the, the, 
The issue as to whether it is good or not mm -hmm. is separate from the issue as to what purpose it fills. Yep. So like the, the issue, like if all these things were good, Mm -hmm. um, they would fulfill a base purpose of being fun to play, yeah. which they don't now. It would still be a question as to what point is trying to be made or what the kind of like what the idea is behind having a game that like encourages so many modes of play. Yeah. You know, uh, other than just kind of like a base variety. Like, is there is it does it fill up more than the neat meter? Yeah. You know, um, so it's like they're, they're two kind of separate things, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, um, so speaking about combat here, there are a lot of weapons. We already talked about kind of the vague differences between them. Um, this is something for people who are coming into it because there's very little written information about this game that isn't in um, either poorly formatted wikis or um, people arguing on message boards. Mm -hmm. uh, you need all of the weapons to get endings C and D. Uh, there are 30 of them. Just do a search on the wiki for how to satisfy the weapon collector um the the yeah the weapon achievement. collector achievement yes there we go um and that will tell you how to get all of them with links to the quests that you might need to do um if you need to do them thankfully you only have to do side quests to get i think like two or three of them which is mm -hmm. which is merciful but still it's you know it's a mercy on top of an indignity which is that they force you to get them all to begin with so yeah which when we'll talk about side quests like why that's not a you know why that's a thing you had to look up yeah which ones to do um yeah I'm, I'm so philosophically opposed to having to collect everything to get a true ending yeah you know and uh this this isn't dragon guard like this is not the killing is important but it's not like i'm feeling like the this man's connection to his weapons of war mm -hmm. is a theme like it is in in dragon guard yeah you know so having you collect all this variety of weapons um doesn't doesn't seem like it fits anything and also doesn't feel good in the game yeah um like initially uh you get there's no kind of rhyme or reason to the power curve <laughs> yep. of weapons you get yeah. so you will consistently get worse weapons than the one you have and keep in mind they don't play that appreciably different right so like, it's not like a worse weapon you know has a different moveset that might make you want to fall back you know to a yes. non-numerical non -numerical advantage or or they'll yeah or there'll be a situation in which you want to use that weapon because there aren't situations like right. there's one situation uh, that, that you get into this game that changes after the jump and you get the uh, the spear and the long sword or the heavy sword, um, two-handed sword. But those are the three classes. Yeah. During the first half of the game, it wants you to kind of collect weapons and be excited about getting weapons as rewards or pickups when oftentimes they're worse than the weapon you have and are not appreciably more fun to use. Right. You know, it's a real video game ass thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck up. You know, games don't do that. Yeah. It feels good. You get more power as you go on. You find things. It feels good to find things. Mm -hmm. Incentivizes exploration. It's real like it's not even video games 101. You know, it's like it's part of the definition. Almost yeah. it feels like, you know, and it just decides not to do it. And it's maddening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you can like... also do, I mean, I didn't do any of this upgrading stuff. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to, but yeah, like I mean like yes. I I like I I I never engaged with the upgrade system because by the time I got to, you know, a point where the challenge is rising, I was still cutting through stuff like it was paper. And I'm yep. not even just talking about like spamming the Phoenix spear or whatever. Like I wasn't even like being cheesy about it. I just didn't see what advantage adding 5 or 10% onto my base damage would do. Yes. Um, so you can do that. You can go to a, there's a blacksmith that allows you to do that. It requires like a lot of farming. Yeah. The, uh, the materials requirements for this, um, which like there's weird, there's weird shades of every, like one of the things that I love about, uh, 
the podcast network that we do is that like, so Bonfireside Chat, you know, it's a joke that we reference Dark Souls and stuff with everything. Mm -hmm. But we came came up with and through kind of doing that examination, I think that we came up with a lot of kind of just like good first principles about stuff. And like the Bloodborne season specifically made me really think about like the different purposes that pickups can serve. Yeah. You know, like that being a, a how that works as a tool in game design. And here is a real how not to do that, because, mm-hmm. you know, by making you have this upgrade system that almost feels like that is a cart before for the horse thing to give you things that people can drop. Yeah, uh, because drops in this game, because they don't have any you don't need anything. They can't make anything meaningful mm-hmm. um, to you. They do three things with drops that are really uh, kind of nonsense. Like one is materials. Um, you don't have to upgrade. You can. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to, though. <laughs> uh, two are tutorials. Like, tutorials <laughs> are random drops. The first time I picked up a tutorial, went into my tutorial menu and read a one line thing that was something I already knew how to do. Like my jaw dropped. Press square to attack. Yeah. You have to collect that. Understand, we're not saying like the ability to attack is a pickup. No, a piece of text that tells you what you already know is the pickup. <laughs> You pick up the health menu yeah. as, as as a as random drops uh-huh. in the game, and those are all things you can do automatically in place of like a, a tutorial. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like something again that doesn't feel like a point to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like we need enemies to drop something, and we we there are no we've left no meaningful options mm-hmm. for a meaningful drop to feel good about something falling out of a, a enemy pinata. Yeah. You know, um, uh, also it disrupts the pace because it will stop everything to put up a little tooltip that says a, a tutorial for X unlocked or what have yes. you. Same and, thing. Same thing with words. Yeah, we'll get to work like and so that segues all into words because in both of them, if you want to read that, um, <laughs> the way that the way to do that tutorial one would have just had to have the text in the corner of the screen and uh-huh. just the tutorial comes up and tells you you can do something yeah. and add it's it, a little bit add, dumb as hell, but like it wouldn't have interrupted <laughs> the pace of play. Yeah. And, and then like, you know, still add it to your thing so you can go and re- reference it later. So it's not a rock star problem where they explain something in a tooltip in hour one and expect you to do it in hour 30. Yeah. Right. Like it still have it be something you can reference. Yep. Um, another drop that you can get. So the, the first one, crafting materials, second one, tutorial things. The third one are this word system, um, <laughs> that you can get. I hate this. It's Diablo. Hi. Like it, it's, it's shitty, shitty Diablo that requires so much menu fiddling mm-hmm. for no returns. Yeah. Um, so like you get words, they're kind of like nonsense, magic words that you can attach to your weapons or spells, um, that give you very, very minor statistical benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, that are not outweighed by the pain in the ass of going into your menu to do them. Right. It's not like you get builds from this. No. You know, it's not no. robust enough to where it's like, oh, I'm doing a knockdown build. Yeah. Um, you know, getting getting that extra that four percent extra knockdown chance is not going to meaningfully change how you play. No. No. Um, but also like, you know, if you're doing something that requires grinding or if you're, you know, if you realize like, oh, I could get like 15, I could get 15 extra percent off my grocery, this groceries this week, you know, 15% extra damage. Like that is still enough to make you think like, well, I, I, I probably ought to do this. There is a button that just says, fuck it. Give me whatever's best. However, it is not just like, oh, I have these words assigned to my weapon arm or something like that. No, these are words that you assign to each individual weapon. So if you're switching mm. weapons, guess what you have to do? You have, you have to take them off of the old one and put them on the new one. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a whole bunch of like, you know, like yeah, I, I like I if the benefit is there, I will I will probably want it. 
Um, however, you are going in and messing around in this interface uh, a, a lot. If you are, you know, if if you are looking, if you are reevaluating your build every time you get one of these, or yeah. you know, even between areas, right? And and you know, again, lest ye at me, mm -hmm. uh, I know that there's a button that's like use best words. That's yeah, that's what you I know. Said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, we know that that thing is there, but you still have to go in the menu to do it, and the returns you're going to get are nothing. Yeah. So, what a bummer. Mm -hmm. uh, they are. Um, yeah. So, so drop getting drops from enemies doesn't feel good. The best thing you can get are health pickups, mm -hmm. and you can only carry 10 of them. Right. So, you'll, you'll be maxed <laughs> out. And there's a weird thing where the game loads you up on those consistently and then stops mm -hmm. uh, during the dungeon we're going to talk about at the end of this episode, and that fucked me over, and I lost a lot of progress. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, for it. And, yeah. for, again, for no reason. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of side quests um, in this game. Yeah, everybody um, has a little bubble. Yep, yeah, everybody has a little bubble. You can talk to them. Um, most of them are, like, they're always just kind of go to place and see what's happening and then go somewhere else, see what's happening, or drop off a thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but they're they're very fetch questy and they're extremely tedious. Yes. Um, and, like, the, the writing in these, so I ended up doing a couple of them and then I read about a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, the writing in them is kind of like, okay and good. Yeah. Right. Like some of these like, like cute little characters are kind of fun. Mm -hmm. It's just the play is miserable to them. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's no good. Uh, especially yeah. when you are, you know, you get to ones that require you to like, oh, well <laughs> you never craft anything. So you probably sold all these materials to buy that new weapon or whatever, to get that achievement. So you could get the ending. Well, now we need 10 of them. Well, how yeah. long, like you got, you got 10 of those over the course of what, 10 hours of play. Well, good luck going there and fighting the same thing over and over again. Um, yes. this is one of the things where the, you know, the, they're, the, the people who talk about this and defend it. And I think even Yokotaro himself says, yes, these are tedious because your character is doing odd jobs and basically doing whatever he can to, you know, help his daughter. Right. Like you're going yes. out there and doing that. Like even in the dialogue, I think at one point, you know, Grimoire Vice, kind of your sidekick character in this, you know, gives you a shit for taking time to go do this. Like, why, you know, you're, you're a mighty warrior. Why would you, why would you take the time to do this? He says, you know, I would go and pick up horse shit with him, you know, by hand, not even with a, not even with a shovel. I would go collect horse shit by hand if it meant my daughter could eat or if it meant to get more medicine for yeah. my daughter. Which is, okay, cool. If you were tending to a meter, that would be a hassle. But, like, if there was anything to that, aside from just a character justification to justify the tedium, uh, then, okay, maybe I could see it. As it stands, it it's just chaff. Yeah. You you have to tie decisions like that into play. Yeah. Like, otherwise, you're just, you're doing, you're, you're David fucking Cage. <laughs> you're playing a game of Simon while watching an unrelated movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like... uh it's so weird doing this right after pathologic and in a lot of ways, and I, I would never have guessed this in a million years, but because of stuff like that, it suffers specifically Yes. in, in light of pathologic, which is a game that makes you consider like makes you do tedious things. Uh -huh. They both make you do tedious things, but uh, it feels desperate. And like, you feel the thing the character is feeling in pathologic mm -hmm. and you don't feel the thing, the character like, at no point does this game make me, think i'm being told anything other than like a good story yeah at no point do i de identify right with this stuff um i you know i i again we'll we'll like we'll get to the point in this where i taught where i guess the big twist mm -hmm. um because that combat you know again like we mentioned earlier like doesn't feel good or doesn't feel if they're going to try to make me feel bad about that something i did just because it was in the way uh, -huh. uh to play a video game fail yep like you feel i'm not going to feel anything about that mm -hmm. it might work as a story but it's not going to work on gary right you know, uh, and this is another one of those examples. Like, yes, it makes sense. This guy's positioned to somebody who does odd jobs. Um, 
you know, but I'm, I'm not that person. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be that person because you don't have to, to get the exact same story, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I I don't, I don't like this for the same reason. I really don't play MMOs. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. If if I had to play an MMO to save my daughter. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I had a daughter, I would do whatever. (laughs) Well, it depends on the daughter too. She could be real bad. Yes. Real bad egg. (laughs) Yeah. Just like lighting firecrackers. Just, just a real, you know, just pouring cement in my, in my convertible. A real underachiever and proud of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I would, uh, if I would play an MMO to say Bartina, yeah, but... Bartina, Bartina. Bartina. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, that, that is what the side quests are. You know, some of the writing is good. Like if you're playing this, this is even on the before I play, so it's not an original thought. Like do a couple of them, especially early on when the stakes are low, uh, just to mm-hmm. get a sense for like these villagers or what this world is like for them. But like, you know, when it comes time to actually figure out which of these are important. <laughs> um, mm. god help you yeah and even that sense of how the villagers are like and this gets into stuff from next episode but being after the jump now uh-huh. uh, i am very disappointed in how not more desperate the world feels yes like there are more of the monsters out uh-huh. but everyone's talking about starving but everyone is just also acting like rpg villagers yeah you know and again unexpected way this suffers in comparison to pathologic mm-hmm. you know like i just played a game that masterfully shows human suffering through you know attrition yeah and this game just does doesn't have the chops yeah it's also a little bit like uh like breath of the wild right where we are told that this is apocalyptic but in reality it's like people seem to be getting along just fine yep and that is that difference between being told a story and like experiencing a story yeah you know which is i think is going to end up being important to like kind of my my thoughts on this ultimately like um there's also a fishing system Mm -hmm. uh in the game and a farming gardening system (laughs) So to why? No, no real good reason. I was looking online about fishing um, and somebody on a message board was talking about how like, oh, it finally clicked for me. And now I think it's kind of fun. Um, you know, what does it do? And it essentially just you collect fish. Uh-huh. Like it's it's a fun little hobby. So to, you know, rewind a minute ago, what were we just talking about as the character of this game? He's somebody <laughs> who is desperate, who does a lot of odd jobs to save his daughter. Yes. And he gets car- criticized by characters in the game for taking time out to earn money mm-hmm. to save his daughter. Why is he collecting every fish in the world? Yep. You know, why is that like one, uh, why is that if they, here's a way you could do, have done that. If they made that fun to do. Uh-huh. And then if you actually collected every fish in the world, your daughter got more sick because that represented <laughs> all the cats in the cradle, like all the time that you spent <laughs> wasting time on a fun gameplay system at uh-huh. the expense of narrative. Bam. Like there is a way to do a game. Mm hmm. Instead, they made it not fun, but also adds up to nothing. Yeah. Or like, they, 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 I mean, they, they could have also like, you know, a, a fishing. A, I love Breath of Fire 3, so I cannot say a fishing system. N- it never adds up to anything. Right. Fishing system right. can be good and fun. They could have done it like that, where the fish that you catch give you some kind of mechanical advantage. Like, oh, this fish, um, you know, heals you for a certain amount or this fish powers up, you know, this particular mm-hmm. attack. Like make it, you know, if you're going all in on fiddly items and stuff and you have this here, like make that make that system feed into another system. Literally just yes. hook one thing up to the other. Yeah, like a fishing hook. Yeah. And then if they did that, they would need to make the combat where you acquired those statistical benefits. Like yeah. none of the, this is not like a house of cards. This is a big pile. Of, this is 52 pickup. <laughs> you know, like none of these things are connected to each other at all. Yeah. 
you know so like the fishing everyone complained about the fishing the fishing is infamously bad yeah just very humorously justin mcelroy made a video when he was working at joystick just about how bad the fishing was just like oh my gosh this is i I, I hate this game this fishing fucking sucks at one point they made you do it that that got so much traction and kind of became the infamous one of the infamous things about this game so much so that when they made near automata uh they have a fish that you can get called the mackerel you know like Mac- oh, yeah. McElroy, and if you eat it you get a bad ending <laughs> oh, that, that's very funny well, like immediately and you can reload um that, but... that's a pretty funny thing that i wish that instead of making fun of people making fun of your terrible system you, you actually just made just a good system to, yeah you just made a good system or you just cop to the fact that maybe you fucked up as opposed yeah. to being this weird merry prankster who like <laughs> you know uh does not uh yeah yeah um yeah so fishing i didn't even i didn't do any gardening no um, i was the first time I ran out of, so that part where I lost that progress was because I ran out of health items mm-hmm. when I was like in my menu and I was like, Oh shit. Like I've been picking up food this whole time. Like <laughs> that'll do, probably heal me. Do shit. Nope. It's, and I was like, Oh, is there a cooking system? No, it's just, <laughs> they're just like collectible things. It's just, well, it's just collectibles and things that you can give to people for side quests. Hi, hello. Yeah. I would like 10 eggplant, please. Hey, g- give me 10 mutton, <laughs> you know, and like you can give 10 mutton to something. That's all they're there for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, if I'm supposed to be feeding my daughter, what if like, you know, cause there's a little bit of, and it hasn't paid off on this and maybe this does like, this is one of the few like kind of question marks about where this might go. There are a lot of like hints early on in the first half that like you're really cats in the cradle in it, right? Like right. your daughter just wants you to spend time with her during her last days. And you're just going off on this like foolhardy quest. Well, your loading screens are like entries in her diary and letters from her. Yes. Yeah. You know? And it, so it's like, it's that part they're selling it. The, uh, it hasn't, that has not paid off. And it's weird, like she gets kidnapped and then like, I mean, spoiler, like she gets kidnapped and then you go off to go save her. Like it feels like, <laughs> oh, like she's not going to die at home while I'm gone doing bullshit because that'd be a game. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, that'd be at the point of a game yeah. um, that has a, a, a clear theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what if you had to go back and it would be a pain in the ass to do because getting around this world is not super fun mm-hmm. before you figure out that like air dash, like, you know, fast, essentially fast travel trick. But you had to go back and feed some food to your daughter, mm-hmm. you know, from time to time or she would get sick. Like there's ways to make those things meaningful system wise. Yeah. That are not hard to figure out. Like, I'm not a game designer and I'm not smart. Mm-hmm. And if I can figure them out, like, you know, I just feel like I think that's why so many people think this is all of this is part of a grand plan, because it's so perplexing that, you know, like, that anybody would have done it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't if it is part of a grand plan, that is such a, a narrow tightrope Yeah. to walk like bad on purpose is a really, really hard thing to do. I mean, it gets into the Mother Night problem, which is, oh, yes. like, by pretending to be a Nazi, you still were a Nazi. Like, pretending to make a bad game, you still made a bad game, yeah. and I still jokes, played a bad game. <laughs> jokes on you. You played a bad game, and I made I, I made a bad game. Isn't that funny? Yep. yep. Here's a fish that kills you if uh, because of the, somebody criticized me about it, you know? <laughs> but, uh, and the, the funny, like, a lot of examples of bad on purpose are not when you yeah. examine them, right? So, like... Uh, people always bring up tank control resident evils mm-hmm. as being like bad controls to a purpose. That's kind of true, but also those controls are not really bad. Right. The pace of play fits them. Like monsters move incredibly slowly. Yeah. Um, you, they, you know, they, you auto aim when you we, to, towards the nearest monster when you click aim. Like those controls are actually kind of good. They're yeah. just weird. It's a it's a technological limitation that like everything was built around to accommodate. You know, it's a fact. It's it's kind of like how the width of a the width of an airplane is based around the width of a horseshoe because of you know just things being adapted upward like they had that one limitation and you know everything just ended up catering to it right yes well it's it's like that and then also the fact that like it it's 
the rest of everything, it's not just that limitation. It's everything's built around it where like this is not an action game. Mm -hmm. So when people talk about Resident Evil being having bad controls, what they're saying is that like this kind of superficially looks like what I understand to be an action game. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't control like that. (laughs) You know, it doesn't control fast and fluid or feel good. And it's like, yes, part of it is like, oh, it wasn't supposed to feel good because it's survival horror and you're supposed to be disempowered. Part of it is, though, that it feels fine for the pace of play that it's built around. Yeah. Too, you know, so it's like a lot of those examples of something that's bad on purpose. It's not really bad on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens way less than I think people give yeah. it credit for. It's 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 either it's not bad on purpose either because it's not bad or it wasn't on purpose. Yes. Yeah. And this feels very the second one because yeah. I've done a lot of thinking about it and I cannot come to a conclusion that makes any of these things secretly good. And it's very difficult at, at this point later here. You know, Yokotaro, a lot of people, you know, admire him just like a lot of auteur game designers have admirers and people who I think round up on their work. It is impossible to pin him down on anything about this because his interview style and the way that he presents himself is almost 100% dissembling. Yes. Yeah. And even that gets its people kind of like defending it too. Yeah. Right. Like, like I resent the fact that like he is this quirky rock star who always wears masks in public mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't actually seem to. And again, I don't know this for sure, but doesn't seem to actually cop to any of these things. Right. right? Like does not address them, frankly, uh, stuff. And then like people will be like, well, actually, he wears the mask because he suffers from depression. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, OK, like, I, I kind of don't give a shit. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, who does it? You know, <laughs> join the fucking club, you know, but I, I still like take responsibility for my actions and operate in good faith with people. Yeah. You know, acting like, like a 19, you know, 1960s interview, Bob Dylan Mm -hmm. is not a good look for anybody. And like that kind of like self-crafted genius thing. And like, and this is me being in the minority because apparently it worked. Like I don't know anybody who is not enamored with him as a personality and figure. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but that is a big turnoff for me. Yeah. You know, like a weird Bob Dylan answering every question with a question. When people just like your fucking songs, man, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you don't have to turn this into nonsense. Yeah. Like, you know, like either, either answering every question with a question or specifically he's like, yeah, shit. Like, you know, that's you know, yeah, garbage. Like, it was like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, yeah. like I, I care. Like, yeah. I mean, it, like if you don't care, that's fine. And I guess like in this weird meta internet way, that means you win <laughs> because I don't give a shit yeah. or because that, because I do give a shit and you don't, yeah. but I hate that so much. And like, to just to play into that as a thing, like mm-hmm. it really sucks. You know, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so multiple endings, as we mentioned, um, new information is added. Once you get to new game plus and do these multiple uh, things, it recontextualizes what came before. Right. Um, yeah. You know. yeah. We're going to talk about those in detail in the final episode of this three episode run. Um, mm-hmm. But understand that in this, the play does not differ between them. It starts you more than halfway through the game. You are going through the same dungeons and fighting the same bosses. There is just additional information that is added. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Something I'm philosophically very opposed to, uh, but we'll we'll get to it. Even if the content within that, even with what's in the box is good. I hate that box. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, So the character, the real, like, let's get, let's be positive for a little bit. Yes. The, um, so the, the, the good thing about this game, and this works on me Mm -hmm. uh, a lot more than I thought it would is kind of these characters and their relationships. I love it. It's so good. Uh, to it. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Um, this game has, uh, I, re- I read this somewhere and I think I agree with it, is like one of the most natural sounding translations mm-hmm. I've heard. Like this banter, like does not sound 
like awkward and I'm, oh, I'm going to go ahead and say it like it doesn't sound anime. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like characters are constantly repeating things back to each other. There aren't weird melodramatic pauses. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. Like it feels like very naturalistic banter yeah. to me. It, it like it, it delights in differences in language and voice and register between the different characters to the mm-hmm. point where you really get to know them and know their upbringing. Like that's helped by contrast. You know, when you have Kaine who speaks entirely in uh, obscenities talking with Grimoire Weiss, this pompous asshole, like that really pops when you have the really, really gruff, you know, I'll do anything for my, I just want my kids back near, yeah. you know, going along with this hyper plucky idealistic Emil, like all of these different characters in your four person ensemble work together really, really well. Yeah. Like they're they're very well like it's not um you know they don't have the like novelistic depth right to them right like it's not like um you know at least so far right well but, I mean and and we're we're grading on a on a JRPG melodrama curve with with, with even, a good deal even on a video too, game right? curve yeah. you know, even on like a video game curve right because yeah. like the thing that they are is they're uh, when you describe those four characters as that that's essentially them that's right? archetypes like that's, yeah. that's pretty much it they're archetypes but they're incredibly well sketched archetypes. Mm-hmm. And fun. You know, and they're fun archetypes. Super fun. Like the 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 dialogue is very like it's not just kind of pops. It's also really sprightly. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's you know it's very like I don't know if there are any moments that I laughed out loud in the game, mm-hmm. but it all is pretty amusing. I I I laugh whenever kind of says "fuck you" book. Like when yeah. she just calls Grimoire Wise book. What it's, a it's what a, very, a wise cup. <laughs> yeah, what, what a wise cup. <laughs> um, it's such a funny even even just Kanye, who's like probably my favorite character oh, in yeah. the thing. Doesn't have in at least in the first playthrough. I understand that there's more to uh, her story mm-hmm. in the second playthrough, but in the first playthrough, doesn't really have character. It's just like, what if somebody's real angry and swore a lot? <laughs> but it's just fun the way it articulates. Yeah, like there, there's this contrast. Like when way back uh, for people, you know, and, and almost nobody's listened to this, but like the try this about Sunset Rubdown, uh-huh. where it's like uh, very poetic. Spencer Krug is talking about this car. Yeah, when, and when like, me and the boys w- went and ate a bunch of butterflies, we put their wings yeah. in our mouths, and yeah, and then saw a black car and wondered whether or not that shit was empty. <laughs> you know, like Kanye is like that. Like it's like this weird, yeah. uh, this mix of high, you know, or like the language in the game. Uh huh. It's like you know, they say like, yeah, they, yeah, they say they say like, yeah, man, what is that shit? You know, they <laughs> use this kind of like modern swears and stuff in a way that doesn't feel jarring and like actually feels pretty fun and funny. Yeah, I think a lot of that is helped too by the like the game doesn't stop you for dialogue an awful lot. Like there yes. are cutscenes and you know you are stopping to get a little bit a little bit of exposition, you know, by like you know paging through text or whatever. But a lot of this just comes out in incidental stuff while you're moving from place to place or fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and that's great. That's uh-huh. a good idea because yeah. you have to do something to entertain me during those things because they're not fun. <laughs> yeah, um, but like you know, it, it helps. It helps this thing be good if it's not stopping me. Yes. Yeah. Like if it, that would ruin it. Mm-hmm. You know, that would make me not like the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple like set piece things that have more kind of um, prose based kind of writing that is also really good. Yeah. Um, the weapon descriptions, like some of those are very good. Mm-hmm. These little like kind of like not even short, like it's not a story, but like just little like short evocative ideas. Yeah. Um, that are all really good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like the, the actual, the writing of the game is, is above average. Yes. Like we just, again, this game <laughs> suffering out off the back of pathologic, like right. it's not getting like the torment memorial reward for like great writing and games, uh-huh. but it's solidly in like the top half of stuff we've done for the show. Oh, 100%. And like, uh, re- like definitely, I think better than most JRPGs we've done for the show too. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it feel, it just feels more natural. Like it's not, um, the characters, like it, it feels like a, like other media to me, mm-hmm. you know, it almost feels like a TV show or cartoon mm-hmm. the way they talk to each other, as opposed to just like, 
weird. You know, at this time last year, we we're doing like Final Fantasy four in the after years. And like, I still really love Final Fantasy four, but mm -hmm. the dialogue doesn't pop. No, no. You know, it doesn't it doesn't feel like this. It's very mm -hmm. perfunctory about getting to the next place and kind of explaining the world state over and over as it changes. Right. Is the function of the dialogue. This actually like reveals characterization and relationship between characters in a way that doesn't even attempt to. Mm hmm. You know, and if 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 that's an unfair comparison because that came out, you know, in the early '90s, like after years, right? Which you know did not come out in the early '90s, and also is not good at that, right? You know, so um, really, really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I like spending time with these characters. I yeah. like them a lot. Um, and you're gonna, you're going to get more of that, and especially after the point where you're at right now, um, stuff is going to start getting real fun. So, mm. um, that is uh, that is good. Good to hear. Yeah. At least character-wise. You're going to go through a yeah. lot of the same environments again. Oh, great. I'm looking yeah. forward to those doing those dungeons again, but now with more monsters. Yep. Um, I'm not looking forward to that. No, no. Um, so, uh, visually, I think this game is pretty just because of its atmosphere and color choice and things like that. Um, technically, though, you know, it's behind where it was. Like, it doesn't look like a 2010 game. That's just something you have to deal with. Like, if that's a deal breaker for you, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was expecting it to be because I had heard so much about the atmosphere. I was expecting a little bit more mm -hmm. from that, quite honestly. Like if it hadn't been built up to me, I think I might be a little bit more impressed with it. But yeah, like yeah. Uh, the village just looks like a village ass village. Like some of it's I think the thing I would give it is that there's a wide variety. Yes. Of kind of atmospheres to it. And that's interesting at mm -hmm. the very least. Like the different biomes feel very different. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like that about kind of its graphical design, mm -hmm. you know, but there's nothing about like fishing village that feels appreciably cooler or better than starting village to me. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, it's only really once you start getting these more surreal spaces that it, that it helps. Yeah. And also kind of the mixture of, te of technology levels as well. I think that that yeah. adds a lot to it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, which I think would be cooler if it, I not, I mean, again, this wouldn't be, this isn't worth what it would pay uh, for this. Right. But like the technology thing, I had a tiny moment where I was like, Oh cool. Like, is this so far in the future that we're in the past? And I was like, Oh yeah, actually I know that. Yeah. Cause the game just tells you that. Like, <laughs> right. oh, yeah, I just forgot that prologue a million years ago. Like, and that kind of undercuts some of that technology level stuff to me. Yeah. Like it makes it feel less mysterious when I understand that like, actually this is after a big cataclysm that was modern, mm -hmm. you know, modern times. Yeah. Um, we, I mentioned this a little bit before uh, something that's a huge bummer about this. The world is very small. It's so small. It's like, like it, it's, it's tiny. It's like a hub <laughs> with like five towns off it. And right. that's, you know, with little tiny connecting areas between each one and that's it. Yeah. So like being able to move from one end to the other very quickly is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, uh, something that happens, there's more story here than there is world. So you go back to the same areas a lot. Uh, yeah. So much so that after the uh, like after the time jump, you are like there 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 basically is just like no new area aside from the place where you're at in the basement of the manor, Gary, and like another room in the junkie, and then the final dungeon, which is also just yeah. a hallway. And even then, that's a bummer that they're just add adds to rooms I've already been in, yes. or like spaces I've ever already been in. Like, yeah, this, this you know, and that does a lot to undercut the kind of world state stuff too. Mm -hmm. You know, like it doesn't, uh, you know. RPGs specifically always have to abstract uh, cities yeah. and populations. Like it's like, oh, there are five people in this town, but I have to believe that there's like 50 mm -hmm. or whatever. And like, you know, that that's kind of hard to do because it, that's so disconnected. Like I never believed the world threat in this game, at right. least so far. Yeah. Like everyone's saying they're starving. Everyone's saying the shades are a huge problem. I've never I haven't felt it. Yeah. And part of that is that like there's seven people in this town. I know them all. All they <laughs> want is Ted Mutton. And like, you know, <laughs> Like, so bring, yeah, you, th bring actually, you three hams, but three hams will surely kill him. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, uh, so like that, uh, that world smallness has impacted my believability in the world quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. It also takes away from the punch of the reveal just a little bit as well. Yeah. Or just I, the, I the, the, like the mechanics of the way of, of, of what's going on. Um, yeah. without being too specific. So it's got a real Silent Hill 4 problem where second half of the game is the first half of the game again. Um, yeah. You just kind of have to, you know, roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the music, though, uh, you don't have to roll with that because goddamn is it very, very good. I think I think it's pretty good, too. Like, yeah. I like the music, too. I, I think this was also built up for me too much, like the oh, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Like, it has a vocal line in it, which I think is the noteworthy thing mm -hmm. to it in kind of like a made-up language. And it's it's good, but I also saw it described as earwormy, and I don't find it earwormy. Yeah. Like, it's 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 good in the Chrono Cross kind of way, which yeah, can either Chrono be... Yeah, is a good comparison. Yeah, yeah. Which, to me, is like, goddamn, yeah, give me more of that. I've also listened to a lot of this music out of context because it was real good. So like mm. I'm jamming on it when I recognize a tune. So yeah, I, I have not, I, I couldn't hum any of it if you asked me to, Yeah, which is generally my benchmark for like good video game music. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's certainly not like bad and there's a wide variety of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like the, the boss themes are like the, the intensity themes are yeah. all like appropriate. Yes. You know, um, the way they did this was by, uh, they composed it separately from the game, mm -hmm. um, which is unusual and is kind of neat. Yeah. Like it wasn't made for this game. It wasn't like, okay, this is look at the scene and post music to it. <laughs> right. It was so. make it make me a bunch of music and I will use it where it's appropriate. Yeah. Yep. Uh and that that is I think is generally successful too. I mm -hmm. think I just wish it hadn't been built up to me. Yeah. So that would do it. Now that would be a bummer. Yeah. They're fun yep. in a, a theater them too. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah. Oh. Um, so we already talked about Yokotaro a little bit. He is kind of the auteur behind this. Um, we talked about him doing the interviews and really just kind of like not giving a lot of information. So one of the key pieces of information is also really uh, contradictory. He says it's supposed to be a more positive game than Drakengard was. You know, like mm -hmm. it's not all about killing and being a war monster. It's supposed to focus on friendship, but it is an incredibly tragic story. And also he says that the game's kind of themes of intractable conflict and can good can you can you uh, make up for somebody's death by killing more um, was inspired by the war on terror so i don't mm -hmm. know how to reconcile all of those together yeah he just ends every interview with in conclusion 9-11 the land of contrast <laughs> yeah yeah 9-11 was a land of contrast <laughs> yeah uh, that contrast 10 um yeah. the uh yeah so i i don't know i don't know mm. how much Again, how much faith I have in this guy. We'll see at the end of this, and then we'll see once I play Nier Automata. Yeah. Right now, my instinct is not a whole lot, mm. but, you know, we'll, we'll see. It, it could either, you know, I don't, and it's not even like I quite think it's a stopped clock being right twice a day. I think it's somebody being very good at one thing and not knowing what they're good at. Yeah. Like, or yeah. thinking they're good at lots of things. Yeah. Which I, I think is, is pretty common with like quote unquote geniuses. Yeah. You know, it like definitely happens with Kojima, right? Like, this mm -hmm. is a shadow of my Kojima issues of his weird, you know, storytelling, like emphasis, emphases uh, that are unrelated to some of his themes. Like he has very good themes. Like Metal mm -hmm. Gear Solid 3 has great themes. Um, it's still, you know, I don't like how that story is told. Yeah. You know, there's still like a lot of problems to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, want these people in the indie space. <laughs> Focus. Constraints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we said, this is a spinoff of Drakengard. Um, it was, you know, started basically as Drakengard three, but it was so different that they made it, uh, you know, a spinoff in title, uh, specifically, uh, there's an ending in the original Drakengard where, uh, I think, oh gosh, dragons fly through into the, through, fly across dimensions into the skies of Tokyo and they're shot down. 
Um, yes. And this is an event that brings magic and disease into into Earth, basically yes. into, into, into our world. So think about uh, from the Avengers to Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so this, this is in that same same universe. Like, boy, like fifth ending of Drakengard. Can you imagine <laughs> getting that? Um, the idea kind of behind this was that this was going to be like an action RPG um, that might appeal to like older players. You know, so it's like it's an action RPG similar to how Kingdom Hearts is an action RPG. But the idea is it's more mature than Kingdom Hearts. More mature than Kingdom Hearts, you say? <laughs> the magnum yes. opus? Yeah, you, you, you mean that I won't have to watch Jiminy Cricket wear a wizard robe and consult the Grand Scrolls? Like, it, it's a uh, yes, this is supposed to be a a grown up version of Kingdom Hearts. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I and, and you'll never hear me say this. I wish this was as fun as Kingdom Hearts to play. Yeah. Like, you know, and then, you know, like, because thematically, it's definitely a bigger appeal. But. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they landed that quite. They landed the mature part, not the fun to play part. Right, right. Um, Yeah. So this was also intended to appeal to appeal to Western audiences. You know, this is Mm -hmm. why your character is older, gruffer. Um, The version we got is called uh, near Gestalt. Gestalt. I always Mm -hmm. mispronounce that. Um, uh, that's the version that they brought to 360 in, uh, in Japan. It was originally only going to be that, but they decided, well, in for a penny and for a pound, we can actually make this for a system that people bought in Japan. So that's why they adapted it a little bit for Japanese audience, put near replicant on the PS3 where you play as yes. kind of the younger near brother near who's trying to save his sister. Yes. Uh, and when we say you play as the younger near, like near is the name of the guy. Yes. The canonical name. You get to name him, but that's yeah. the name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I've looked at Near Replicant, uh, and it's like it, it's pretty weird. Yeah. Like having the having the little boy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think that because this is this is a sad dad game. You know, this <laughs> yeah. is in the sad dad genre. And like it's very weird to think of it as like sad brother game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um it, like in, in in a way, I'm a little bit more intrigued by the idea of sad brother just because now in 2018 uh sad dad is a little bit tired whereas it probably wasn't that tired in 2010 you know yeah yeah like you just you you never you never really see um fraternal relationships um portrayed outside of brothers like a tale of two sons fuck me um, yeah, well, yeah except for the, the big one yeah yeah the um yeah i don't um like i'm i'm 100 on the record of not like really being tired of sad dad like mm-hmm. i understand that there's more of them but it doesn't it doesn't bug me yeah um I think the reason why I think I prefer this uh, more than like sad brother mm-hmm. uh, is because I think that it's not so much the interactions um, with the daughter that would suffer. It'd be the interactions with your companions. Yeah. That like I'm be... way less interested in a young man's relationship with, um, you know, with any of the other characters. Yeah. You know, like that would, that would be obnoxious with um, uh, uh, the names escaping me little, little petrification boy. Emil. Yeah, like I don't, I don't need a teen boy in a meals adventures. I think it's <laughs> it's interesting that you have a gruff old, like you know, gruff old veteran, mm-hmm. and then this this kind of fragile but also deadly kid. I think that's a yeah. more interesting dynamic. So yeah. the core dynamic might be better, but I don't think the other ones would be. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's a book that I'm slowly working my way through. Grimoire near. Um, this came out in Japan. It is being officially localized for America, but there's a fan translation available. You can just like get it in a Google Doc. Uh, it has like short stories and novellas that uh, you know tell tell you more about the game's world and characters, and also has like weirdly expanded stories about the weapons that are pretty good. Hmm. Um, they end up being um, just like little, basically like unrelated short stories that also take place in the world about like somebody who you know used or made that weapon. But, yeah, that's the the thing I was referring to earlier. Okay, yeah. I was saying yeah, you can get you can get that stuff like you find it online. Yep. Um, there, I think the thing I th- I think I saw was like an Imgur 
book you know, or like oh, a, a yeah. album or whatever mm-hmm. that went through them. Yeah. And I didn't, didn't read them obsessively. Like, yeah, they're not bad, though. Yep. Like, that, yeah, they're, they're interesting. It's neat. I'll buy this when it comes to America because it's also an art book. And I like the art of this game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there is a piece of story DLC uh, that you can get. Um, however, it's like a mission pack. And there's really not a lot that's added. I think the big piece of story is that, like, it is the dream journal written by um, written by Nier's wife, Nier's a widower. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it has young Nier, who happens to also look and act just like Nier Replicant. So mm. you're playing as young Nier in that. Yep. Um, yeah. Because like, if, if you somehow want to do 15 combats. Yes. <laughs> which, is, which is what it is. It's a side quest based around doing 15 different combats in locations that are recycled. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm okay. I don't need a clash in the clouds for. Here. <laughs> um, the game did not sell well. Uh, sold very poorly. Pretty much panned by critics for reasons we we enumerated earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but gained this kind of cult following because it does have that heart at the center of it, um, and that was enough to kind of warrant a sequel, uh, which was developed by Platinum. Yes. Um, I was. <laughs> I would have been more shocked if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet. Um, mm. when they announced Nier Automata, like when they had Yokotaro come out wearing the number seven mask, I was like, what, what, what the fuck? Like, how does yeah. that warrant a sequel? Like, nobody likes that. Nobody played it. Yeah. Um, yeah, people liked it, but, um, so very strange. Platinum was a good choice to team up with for that. Um, and Nier Automata, it's a very popular game that sold well and reviewed well. So there is a little yeah. bit of a redemption for at least like some of the core of this. It definitely makes sense for them to to team with Platinum because combat is the biggest problem with this. Yes. So like who are the people who do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like who who are who are the people who who do combat well? Mm-hmm. Um apparently like Platinum fans it is not Platinum's best work. Mm-hmm. As far as that it's like firmly in their Ninja Turtles bucket, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to their their good bucket that has the Transformers in it. Weirdly yeah. enough. <laughs> you know, but uh I it have to be better. Yeah. So looking looking forward to that. To get into it, we start off with a prologue. Um, When you first start the game, even before the prologue, there's this kind of attract mode where you hear a woman uh, berating a book uh, with a bunch of pre Like, literally just like, Weiss, you dumbass. Like, you get (laughs) used that low language. And it's before it developed that, like, I didn't think I was going to like that when I first heard it. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What have I gotten into Uh uh, here? And then it's before, like, I found that they actually do a good job with that. Yes. It's a bold choice, though. Yeah. But, but Uh, like, before you even get any, like, credits or anything, it's just a black screen with Weiss, you dumbass. What the fuck do you think you're doing? How did you get hypnotized? Oh, I got hypnotized like a little baby bitch. And I'm like, whoa, what? (laughs) (laughs) What am I playing here? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It did not have the, uh, I think, the intended effect of making me intrigued. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, it it won me back. Yes. From this immensely off-putting dialogue lit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the actual prologue. Actually, like real real quick, too. Now that I've gotten to the point in the the main game where that happens, Mm -hmm. it's a weird choice for, like, the thing they're going to try to hint you towards. Yeah. Like it, it's not like it's not important uh-huh. as a thing, but it, it's it's it wouldn't be the it, the dialogue that I would have used. It's not like, like it, it doesn't feel as emblematic about anything. Uh, it doesn't feel emblematic about anything except for Kanye's character and her relationship yes. with Vice. Yes, and and that's does not feel like the core of the game. Like, no. I'm not saying it's not important, but it doesn't feel like the most important thing. Yeah, and it happens kind of during a weird denouement of that climactic scene. Yeah, like I I, I don't have all the dialogue from that scene like in front of me but i'm sure i could have found something that felt more like 
meaningful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Especially because it segues right into kind of a stock standard, you know, choral music over dramatic shots of cinematics from the game, kind of, you know, like a track mode cinematic. Like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't follow into like a super quirky fun time about friends who swear at each other montage. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. Like it's a very weird choice. Yeah. Um, oh, but secretly genius. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so after that, though, it switches to uh, we get our little date card. It's December 22nd, uh, three days before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, uh, Festivus and, Eve. Uh, yeah, Festivus Eve in 2049, the Blade Running year. <laughs> and yep. uh, the snow will not stop. And we are in a ruined city in the middle of a blizzard. And I'm not sure that's all snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, um, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but we have this hooded figure who's sitting in an abandoned grocery store. He's holding a long pipe and uh, he's got a book that he swears at goddamn book and he kicks it across, you know, a- across the floor when these monsters arrive and you fight them off. And this is your this is your combat tutorial. Yes. Uh, and I, I, I want to know just so it makes sense for my experience is that uh, I've gotten more I've gotten back into going into things blind. Uh-huh. Um, and because of the show, I, I go into a lot of, I'm like, if I think there's any chance that we're going to play something, I tend not to learn anything about it. Uh-huh. So I did not know that this wasn't the game. Oh yeah. I did not know what time period or level of technology near took place in before I played it. Oh wow. Well, especially because like automata seems to be in prayer. Yeah, it's all about robots. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, is this a, this is a post-apocalyptic dad game. Uh huh. You know, and it and it, it is, is. But like, only, you know, but not this way. I, it was right. I was like the I was expecting like the road. Yeah, yeah. You know, and for a little while I was kind of excited because that's definitely more standard. Mm-hmm. You know, than than I mean I don't know if it's more standard than like a medieval pastiche. Right. But I was like, uh, that's kind of interesting because I knew that it it did a bunch of interesting things with story, and yeah. that that kind of post apocalyptic dad game, like doing that kind of recontextualizing story mm-hmm. was not something I'd seen before. Yeah. You know, um, it's actually much more magical and mystic-y. Than, than that but i was i was kind of i was like wow okay like i'm gonna play this hooded guy <laughs> um you you get up um a bunch of shades arrive and it's kind of strange monsters and you fight them off with your pipe um initially in this game uh combat is extremely boring yeah. and it's really boring here and they it, it gets more complicated and then you go through a slower version of that arc mm-hmm. uh in the main game yeah this prologue you fight so many things like this is a very <laughs> protracted scene it's extremely long. It goes on forever. Um, and the idea here is that you keep leveling up and getting your new abilities mm-hmm. uh, here. Or th- that's after you ask, ask the book for help. Yeah. Um, here you just fight guys for a very long time to no purpose. And it's like you have a three-hit combo and that's really it. And it's really, really boring. Um, after you fight them off, uh, the girl who is with you, Jonah, wakes up. Jonah. Jonah. Thank you. Uh, and uh, starts coughing. Yeah, the monsters are specifically looking for her. And you say, hey, you know, no matter what, you know, go go find some food. No matter what, do not touch that book. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you go out in search of food, um, but more monsters show up. Um, you're kind of like in a big box store or something. You know, there's a big like a uh, glass kind of facade, not a big box store, but like a, a lobby. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of monsters show up at the, at the door um, there. Um, you do kind of a short fight here where I think you you have to lose. Yeah. Um, you get knocked down, you get a cinematic of you crawling towards the book. And you say, I need more power. I need this power to protect Yoda. Mm-hmm. And so you, he, he touches it and, you know, the, it creates this explosion of light and a large red shadow uh, kind of shadowy hand appears around you. And this 
you know, is, is you like charged up with magic, you know, going into this large battle, uh, culminating in a fight against this larger shadow creature, like a boss, you level up very quickly throughout this and get access to more and more dark attacks, uh, which are, <laughs> which are always, uh, uh, kind of, uh, accompanied by a weird little tutorial that stops the action. Yeah. Yep. And you just, you just keep leveling up yeah, like over and over and over, um, very, very quickly as you do this. Like, what has this guy been doing this whole time? <laughs> um, after you, uh, and it goes on for a very long time, you know, again, uh, that, that kind of theme that I, I don't, I don't want you to tell me if it does, but I don't know if it pays off as that cats in the cradle theme. Right. Cause this feels like a mini cosm of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause we go back, uh, to Yona, um, you know, it's like, Oh, I've been actually ignoring my daughter to go do this fight. Um, but she has found a cookie. Oh, uh, she's, she says, let's split it. Um, you take the big half, you say, no, she says you're bigger. You need more energy. You do this kind of cookie, cute cookie thing. Uh, and then she has this coughing fit and you see these like lines crawl up her face, kind of like rogue in X-Men one. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that she has touched the book Yes, and, uh, she collapses. Yep. And the dad yep. cries to the heavens for help. So touching that book, doing anything related to that book is bad news. It's bad yep. enough that near him, himself, uh, did that. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah. And then we cut to a ridiculous time jump, 1312, yep. 12 years later, as we get our open, our opening credits. Yes. I was very surprised when that happened, <laughs> given that I did not know. I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, and now we are in uh, the village. Uh, we're near in Yona are in this rustic bedroom. Um, one of the only ways that like, you know, we talked about the platforming in this. I like the way interior spaces become side scrolling. Yes. And this, I think it's very clever. Um, and, uh, works really well. Mm-hmm. Also keeps them small. So there's like a lot less running around, um, mm-hmm. you know, weird, poorly designed spaces. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because it gets rid of that weird abstraction mm-hmm. when you go into like a house in a JRPG and it's, you know, essentially a warehouse. Yeah. Like it's one floor in one room, but it's bigger than anyone <laughs> ever needs, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she says like, oh, I had this really weird dream, uh, while you were away. Um, she's just like, okay, well, while you're, if you're ever going to be stepping out, can you please go get me a book from the library? You know, just cause she's mm-hmm. bedridden needs entertainment. So you, know, you have a, you have somebody that you're working with Popola, one of the, uh, the, a, a, a pair of twins who kind of runs this is Popola and Devola. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, Popola is in the library and she also finds odd jobs for you, gets you work. Yeah. Popola and Devola have the real corner, the market cornered on culture in this town. Yes. <laughs> like words and music are exclusively their, their domain and no one else's <laughs> in this very, very direct way. Yeah. Um, I had this weird realization um, that uh, they don't live anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're just always at their, their spaces. Like everyone else has kind of a house. There's yeah. not a day night cycle in this or anything like that. But I was just like, man, Devola. Like, uh, you don't go anywhere except for like play at the fountain or play at the, the tavern. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, where your house girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so when you, when you go to see Popola at the library, um, you, uh, see if she has any work for you. She says, Oh, you know, I've got a client. I need some mutton from the Northern Plains. Um, also I need you to buy some medicinal herbs for that, for that client. Yeah. That's three so. of them. And you're, you're finding these around. Um, you see like little glowing spots on the ground when you go through, cause I went and explored the village first. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause an RPG, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find a lot of medicinal herbs around, Yeah, yeah. um, just kind of like things and you find things, you know, berries and stuff that I don't know what I can do with later. And it turns out the answer is nothing. But initially <laughs> I thought I was getting like pickups. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, one pickup is a health item that is necessary for the combat in this. Uh, uh, the other thing that looks exactly like that must be as equal, you know, must be equally as important 
no, mm-hmm. no. or feed into a cooking system or do, yeah. do anything like that. And, and it, it really doesn't, but it, it, these restock too. Yeah. Like the world is lousy with, with stuff on the ground. Yes. So, so just know that it does play into a gripe that I have that caused me to lose some progress, Yeah, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, but you go do this. It's a very simple, uh, uh, fetch quest. The wilderness in this is very, very un, unremarkable. Um, honestly, like it's just big fields. Like it's kind of cool that there are some, uh, you know, uh, railroad trestles and stuff like there, there are, um, you know, there's evidence that technology used to be, uh, you know, more advanced than it is right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but mostly these are just big empty spaces that are intended for you, uh, to kill stuff and find stuff in. So, yeah. And initially, you know, you're just, you're mostly just fighting animals. Yeah. I hear when we, when we leave that village, when, you know, since I walked around the village, I got a couple of side quests and I, I don't want to talk about them in general or anything like that. But one of them I want to talk about here, uh, because I tried to do it is that boar killing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't do that now. No. Um, it is too hard and it's real tedious in general. Yeah. Um, like it's, a, it's an annoying quest where you have to fight a gigantic boar and it just takes forever Yeah. Um, to kill and it can one shot you. Mm hmm. Uh, and it sucks, yeah. but it, it's, it's one of the more meaningful side quests because it gives you, lets, lets you ride on boars to kind of travel through this area fast. The, the way that the boars control is ridiculous because yeah, like, if you're, yeah, if, if, if you're just walking, you know, shades will come up and knock you off of it and you're charging, you can't actually steer. So it's yeah. like charge, 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 charge. Oh, wait, I'm going to miss the bridge a little bit. Stop. Rotate. Slow. Rotate. Slow-tate. Kingsfield <laughs> rotate. Yeah. The, um, yeah. And then, and then charge again. Like you can actually control your distance when you're, your direction when you're charging, but just barely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to, you have to start like, you're like, you're like the Titanic. Yeah. Like you have to start turning like, you know, miles away. <laughs> um, it's very silly and I ultimately ended up doing it, but like, I'm not happy that I did it. Right. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like it. Um, yeah. you know, but yeah, I, I tried to go do some side stuff because even though I'd been warned off, I just wanted to see what it was yeah, well, you might and somebody taste. else, yeah, somebody else asked me to go grab something and I didn't cause mm. fuck them. Yeah. Um, the, uh, <laughs> but instead I, instead I was just going to go, uh, go mutton hunting. <laughs> yeah. You, you returned to the library with the mutton for Yona, uh, or for, for, for Popola and Yona's there. Uh, mm. you know, she's left the house. She really shouldn't do that because she's, she's sick, but she got bored. You know, she uh, wanted to come over here and, uh, you know, get get more books because I guess you were too slow. Um, and this is where you get a little bit a little bit of a monologue from Nier himself, you know, saying like, yeah, the, the world is dying. We've got these monsters called Shades that are roaming the lands uh, and Nier will fight for Yona until the very end. That's his that's his motivation. It's his raison de trope. One of the things that's interesting, you know, because you get that little opening monologue and we actually ran into this like. When you come back from the field, you run into some shades at the edge of the village hour mm. uh, there. It's like super easy. Um, you take them, you cut them down a little bit and it's kind of like this feeling of a threat. Yeah. You know, is the idea. It doesn't really pay off until it, it eventually does. Right. You know, like there are large periods of just like security and safety, but like this is apparently kind of like foreshadowing about this, this threat at the door. Yeah. yeah. Um, and whenever shades pop up in a different place, it's always a big deal. Like, oh, they've never been there before. They've never been that close, et cetera. They're outside of seafront. That's weird. Like, it, yeah. is, it is always remarkable because these shades are apparently harbingers of something, you know, even more terrible. Yep. When when uh, uh, Yona eventually goes back home and you go in and check on her, um, you tell her the story of something called the Lunar Tear. Uh, this is a flower that grants the wish of whoever finds it. Yona says, uh, would it, would it make me better? And you go, I don't see why not. And that's because you're a bad father. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this is, this will make your wildest dreams come true, yeah. but do not go looking for it. Even if your life yeah. depends on it, do not go looking for yeah. it. 
Daddy, is there a Santa Claus? Yeah, and he lives in the construction site. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course he, he, yeah, he lives. He... But, but he doesn't like it when you wear shoes. Yeah, <laughs> Santa, Santa, Santa hates shoes. <laughs> and he loves real life equi- uh, construction equipment. And Santa doesn't give candy to boys who wear helmets. You know? <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what a what a dipshit. <laughs> he really should have known what he was getting himself yeah. into. Um, Very funny. <laughs> so he told her, "Hey, the, the 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 secret to being cured is possibly this flower that does not grow around here." Um, and the next day, you know, Popola directs you back to the northern plains uh, where this bridge has collapsed, um, and the carpenters cannot fix it uh, until you get rid of them. The collapsed bridge being, you know, JRPG shorthand for. Any number of things uh, that feels intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, like, I mean, like, like when you say shorthand for any number of things, it's really not shorthand. It's just a trope that is used mechanically. Like they're yes. referencing it because they are a JRPG, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't have thematic thematic symbolism. Right, right. Like again, I, I mean, it's like when you say it feels intentional. I think these are things are all intentional. They just don't mm-hmm. add up to anything. Right, right. So evoking the Spencer Mansion, evoking this, isn't evoked for a reason. Right. So it is. It is an evocation, though. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, so I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, you go, you go kill those shades. We return uh, to Papala. Papala says, "Hey, Yona came by again, uh, asking about the outside world. When you go home, she's not there. It turns out that Popola said, "Hey, Santa Claus <laughs> lives by the lost shrine, that dangerous place yeah. nearby. Um, you, you, I mean, you know that temple that's pre- precariously perched in the middle of a gigantic chasm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where that's where Santa lives. And I don't. There's no rule that says you can't." <laughs> Because uh, nobody knows how to protect a child in in this. <laughs> no, um, no, nobody has defined attractive nuisance. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe the lunar tear grows inside that refrigerator whose door wasn't taken off. Yeah, yeah. The lunar tear only grows in unmarked white vans. <laughs> uh, so, so you have to check them all. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, and it's worth noting here at this point, you don't have very much of your combat vocabulary. No, no, you don't have any uh, spells or anything like that. It's so boring. Yeah. Like it, it is the, the fights leading up to this and the, the first half of this dungeon mm-hmm. are so boring. Yeah. Like it is, it is, it is so bad. And that is a weird microcosm of Yoko Taro's. Like you have to read a bad book before you can read a good book. Yeah. Philosophy of like making a story that is not super special be the thing you have to do before you get the story that's special. Yeah. Uh, that I am philosophically opposed to. So you you head to the the shrine. um, You find Yona's ribbon by the gate. You know, spore. You know that she's uh, she's here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the entrance is caved in. So you have to kind of do this little workaround. It's pretty easy, you know. It, it's not like a challenge or anything. No. Yeah. Uh, this is this gigantic building in the center of a massive canyon. Yeah. Um, and inside, there's you know, it's a it's like the this hollow circular chamber with a great tree growing in the middle, um, and it's kind of surrounded by scaffolding too. It looks like it was in the middle of some kind of repair, possibly. Mm-hmm. It's a neat building. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, it's a very simple dungeon, too. It's mostly like spiral staircase with some side rooms, and these side rooms take place in a top-down perspective. Uh, these have block-pushing puzzles, but hilariously, you can jump over the blocks. It's <laughs> very funny. Yeah. It, um, in the, but the times when you do have to do the puzzles, like get a platform, you can't move blocks side to side. Right. 
which is frustrating because like I, I understand that's not realistic, but also it's a ease of use thing. Right. Um, the kind of, this is very standard video gamey. Like you go into these side rooms, some of them are dead ends, and when you do the door seal until you kill all the enemies. Yeah. So it's, it's extremely video gamey shit um, as you're kind of moving through. But and and the combat is still very boring at this point. Mm-hmm. So you, kind, even finding a new stuff. weapon like that moves a little bit slower. This Nirvana dagger doesn't add an awful lot of texture to this. No, no, pretty bland. Yeah. Um, you eventually though get to the end of the, this hallway where Yona is being held captive behind two large suits of armor, uh, and there's a mystical seal that blocks uh, her, her in. No. Um, you know the two the two suits of armor do not attack right away. Um, when you go up to attack that seal, uh, a black book falls to the floor. Yes. In front of you. And this is your buddy. This is your sidekick. Who, <laughs> based on the intro, I thought would definitely betray me. Who would be a real uh, be a real problem. No, not really. Grimoire Weiss well, is pompous, but he's a solid bro. Yeah, the, when they make you, they say, like, do you accept, like, they essentially say, like, do you accept dark magic or whatever? And, yeah. like, again, I'm not doubting that's intentional, mm-hmm. that they set up a prologue that tells you that books are evil. Right. You know, it's just to what end if this book is not. Yeah. You know, and it's like the later another book gets introduced, like, you know, I understand there are multiple books at play. Mm-hmm. It's just like I get that's intentional, but but to why? Like it mm-hmm. gave me some doubt, uh, but it just ends up being a like a but thou must choice. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't get you can't advance without it. It's not, uh, it's not refusing the gift of the outsider, right? You know, where like oh, I could I could play with this disadvantage to keep my principles. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a game. Like that's that's an interaction between narrative and gameplay. Yeah. Uh, this is not that. No. No, this is this yeah. is this is just you meeting a new companion that you absolutely need to take because he is story. He is he is story crucial. He's delightful. Yeah, he's like, great. <laughs> it's like I, I, I like him as a guy. It's just so weird that I my posture towards this was just like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is ca- crossing like a moral event horizon. Right. Making, you know, sacrificing my morals in order to get the thing I really love again, because I'm trained to look for like points. Like mm-hmm. I'm trained to look for a, a thematic core. Yeah, I'm, I'm, know, tra- I'm trained for my actions to have consequences. You know, and the game primed me for it uh-huh. by showing this, like, you know, so far in the past, it's the future kind of thing that is uh, getting this dark power had a huge cost. Yeah. You know, so, like, I mean, maybe this pays off and I don't I don't know. No. You know, I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet, but, like, it, it was it felt felt clumsy to me. Yeah. Um, but this is like he, he floats around you like an option uh-huh. um, around you, which is which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is he is like a, an aristocratic wizard, which I did not expect. And I like. Yeah. Uh, and he gives you, uh, you fight off a bunch of shades and then he remember, he's remembering his magic, like Tella. Yeah. Um, he gets the, uh, you get the dark blast spell, which is like a rapid fire, uh, option that shoots out like a machine gun next to you of magic. Yeah. And, uh, as if you fire for a long time, it kind of charges up, uh, finishing bullets at the end mm-hmm. that'll, uh, that'll seek around. Um, that's good. Like Grimoire Weiss mm-hmm. has forgotten everything because you beat the shit out of him in order to wake him up. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which is the first joke in the game. Yeah. That's the, the first idea that the tone is not going to be super bleak yeah um <laughs> so one of these uh, uh or both of these armor golems wake up and start attacking you you know they're here to defend uh the book and also you know yona behind it um you know you don't have to fight them both at the same time because one of them is usually in a barrier i think that that is a that is a good affordance that they give you um and after you take down the first one you get this dark lance ability uh which you can mm-hmm. charge up like as you level up you gain the ability to summon more of these um, and you aim these with a, you know, more precision than you would expect. Time slows down. Yes. When you do it as well. Yeah. This is a real go-to 
kind of thing. It's also if you just um, it's real interesting though. It like it doesn't fire in the direction near is facing. It fires in the direction the camera is facing. Yes. So it's very hard to incorporate into like combos. Right. Right. Uh, because and you, you know that'd be solved by a lock on. <laughs> um, you know, but it, it doesn't have that. But like you can do a lot of uh, when I'm just trying to get through something and I don't want to fight anything. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of just like running up to something, tapping this. And then moving past because it would usually one shot. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, the miniature goblins. Yeah. Also in larger encounters, enemies will be downed and it will put up like a timed do, you know, do as much damage to this particular part of the body, you know, before the Mm -hmm. time limits up, like charging up one of these and firing it uh, is a good way to get past those. Yeah. Um, Because taking the time to run up there, you know, Mm -hmm. it'll, 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 you know, yeah, they, they, they heal when the time runs out. Like it's a bad thing. Yes. Um, What's well, kind of interesting, so after you take out, uh, then you start fighting these guys. And when you take out that first one, you shoot that Dark Lance, it goes past him, uh, past the, the Knight of Armor, into the magic barrier and almost hits, you know, hits your daughter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like, again, like, oh, that's what, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, that, again, that underlines that, like, I've taken some dark magic that's going to have a huge cost. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Um, you know, but then, and then that doesn't, you end up actually just taking out the second one. Mm-hmm um and uh then unlocking the door yeah uh so yona apologizes uh for (laughs) for 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 approaching the forbidden closet of sealed mystery Mm -hmm. um and uh you know like you say hey it's fine uh we have more stuff to worry about you know the shrine seems to be collapsing um so you race out once you're out there uh near notices that yona has these dark glyphs circling her arms um this indicates that the disease is progressing and this also demonstrates to uh to grimoire vice that she has the black scrawl uh he knows what it is but can't really offer any solution yeah and she didn't she didn't get it from this experience no this was the sickness she's always had yeah um you head back to the town square uh by this fountain um you talk to devila here um where she's playing a song and she recognizes uh grimoire vice yes um that she's like oh the song i've always been singing is actually about a like a black book that shows up and starts spreading disease and a white book who defeats it um weiss means white you know, <laughs> um, you know so th- this is that that white book yeah you know and you're like I- i'd like to know more about this sentient book that i love now yeah so why don't we go to our friendly neighborhood uh <laughs> governor twins yeah um, the governor twins who run the library and culture yeah <laughs> so we go, <laughs> go to popola for more uh for more information about this legend uh about this about the song in particular uh the black book the devil is talking about is grimoire noir um mm-hmm. and grimoire vice will be able to defeat it with these sealed verses um you know and near is certain that you know if you get these sealed verses and take out grimoire noir because grimoire noir is the is the vector for this disease then well you, you know we'll be able to cure the black scroll like this is the ticket Yep. And Popola yep. and Devila direct you toward it. Yep. Uh, they say, like, one of the seal verses in a village toward, of the north, towards the north, called the Airy. So let's uh, let's head there. So let's go. Um, yep. Uh, you can do the, the side quest there. You get, you get the you can get the boar side quest we talked about. You can also take a side quest to deliver a package to the, the, the chief of the Airy, um, but it's fragile. Uh, <laughs> so you can't get hit. You can't jump. Um, or the, pack, or the package roll. will break. Yes. Uh, and there, this is a, I didn't do, I, you know, it broke because mm-hmm. of course it did. And I was like, okay, actually, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I learned there's actually a series of these to all the different settlements. Uh-huh. Uh, kill me. Yep. Like never in a million years does that sound like a good fun time. No, I, I mean, it, it's hilarious in a, in a trolling kind of way that they give you this quest on your first trip there when you have no idea what the, like what the danger or what the terrain is. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's setting you up to fail it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then you can just kind of keep doing it too. It also functions as, 
as a real thing too. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not just a joke. Right. Uh, the, uh, so you kind of just kind of go through again, kind of landscapes, uh, until you get to the area, which is through a mining tunnel. Yeah. Um, and the area is this village that is built in, into the sides of this huge Canyon. It's like something from mist. An Ewok village. Yeah. It's, it's well, great. Yeah. I love, I love the area. I like the way it looks getting around it. Not so much fun, but no, it's got a couple of like nonsensical dead ends. Yeah. Do it. Um, and there are shades here that kind of, they're, they introduce like, you know, uh, long distance shades, like shades that, that shoot at you, uh, here. Um, it doesn't tell you that you can reflect magic here unless you happen to collect the tutorial, <laughs> which I think is very frustrating that right. you can actually knock these out of the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are no people visible in the village. Uh, you hear voices. And when you approach the house, they say that you leave. Can't you see that you're ruining everything? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's the twist. Like, I, I'm, I'm not good at picking out twists of things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's not like I'm not like the person who understood Westworld, like, in episode two. But if you have a twist, like, I think it's more like a function of there just being a limited number of, like, if you, if a twist, if the idea of a twist is it recontextualizes everything before. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple different ways that can articulate and like you thought you were the good guy, but actually you're the bad guy mm-hmm. is the most obvious one. And the game overtips its hand yeah. right here. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a they look like monsters to you. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, I hope this isn't a they look like monsters to you. And then a bunch of people are like, oh, man, you're going to be so disappointed. And I'm like, well, so, OK. Yeah. Fine. Like I, I have I'm, I'm with you. Like, yeah, I'm with you that there, there's things to how it's articulating that are more interesting than the base level. <laughs> you, 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 you scoop my point. I was, I was going to say, having been, having been through it all, the devil is in the details for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, know, you, 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 you noticed it again because they, they, they tip their hands and also like, because pretty much everything that you're doing is killing, like that is the easiest way to do a twist is to say, no, you've been doing it wrong and you thought you were doing good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, uh, no one would play this game if it didn't have a twist. Right. Like you have to, uh, one of the ways this game could have been served by making it a good game is getting people to play it without knowing there was a pot of the rainbow. Like that's one of the reasons why you don't hide your bush, your light under a bushel. Right. Yeah. Is like, uh, you're just asking a lot to get to this payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and maybe, and the payoff would be stronger if I wasn't told about the payoff, but no one's ever going to play this if they're not told about the payoff. Right. You know, so it's like you really shot yourself in the foot on this one, Moonhead. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's a, a, you know, so it just, it's just like, okay, well, I know what the thing is. Mm-hmm. And yes, like it, I'm still invested. Like we talked about that, but I was disappointed that they, that I figured it out this early. Yeah. Yeah. I guess just through characters telling me, like mm-hmm. just through, through them, them being like, you're the monster here. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm <laughs> like, I gotcha. Thanks for telling me. Like, oh, like, this is just an insular place where nobody wants me around. Like, you're killing them. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just the idea. If the idea was supposed to be that, like, it could have been plausibly deniable, they could have done a lot subtler touch with the dialogue here. Yeah, yeah. So delay it a little bit, like, yeah. you know, and and the area kind of like constantly serves that purpose. Actually, yeah. like, like there there is something going on with like with the people here. They know what's up in a way that the other villages don't. Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't it doesn't continue through. Right. You know, other villagers don't have the same same thing. Yeah. But uh, kind of disappointing. When you eventually get to the chief, he won't speak to you. He won't because uh, the package is broken. Right. He's going to speak to me. It's very funny that you would have to do this quest. Like, why is this guy <laughs> included in that, like, side quest? Yeah. Like, I don't like you, but I'll take your, I'll take the package. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I just, he, he won't talk to you. Nobody, nobody mentions anything about a sealed, about a sealed verse. Um, however, as you're leaving the area, you pass by this abandoned hut. Uh, something catches your eye. It is this it is this wreath of flowers. Like, holy shit, that's the lunar tear. This mm-hmm. apparently mythical thing that just is kind of laying out. Oh, is that somebody's home? I don't know. 
as you approach, this uh, scantily clad woman appears and attacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I want to talk like scantily clad, like she's wearing a modern camisole. Yes. Like it's not just like, you know, scantily clad in like a fantasy way. Like she's wearing lingerie that you could buy today. Yeah. Like right now. Uh, and explicitly lingerie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do not like it. I do not like how, how this character is like, you know, in, in sexy underwear. Right. It's not even like usually when you say that you mean like, oh, it's like, oh, you mean it's like a leather breastplate that only covers her tits. Right. No, it's sexy underwear that like. It's Victoria's Secret. That is so. So so that is a decision that is recontextualized, and you know, <laughs> they attempt to justify it by things about her character that are a little bit hidden because of the translation um, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. We can talk about that once, uh, you know, like once we get to the second playthrough in the final in the final area. Like th- even with the justification or even with a reason, like you know, somebody fighting in their underwear, it's. Eh. A little, a little bit fan servicey. Yeah. If Kaine's character was articulated in any different of a way, it would have been mm-hmm. intolerable. But the fact that her appearance is the only thing that's sexualized about her is, I think, something that's, that that manages 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 to save her as a character. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I like the character. Yeah, you know, but it still ends up being like, I mean, and I don't know the justification mm-hmm. behind it, but assuming, like, taking you at face value that the justification is like not entirely adequate adequate no like i i don't think that it like you know it makes it okay yeah that there's this one aspect like you can you can make a character piecemeal like she can still have all the things about her that are not sexualized mm -hmm. and not have this yeah 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 you know and and also not have it be so quite so jarring like the it's not just that like she's sexualized because i come to expect that mm -hmm. the genre it's that it's like modern yeah you know looking and it's literally underwear it's like fancy you know, anniversary party underwear, <laughs> you know, and that like, that is just very like, you know, and so even if that doesn't later have a thing, mm-hmm. there's nothing to hint that it will have a thing. Yeah. And my initial impression was like, this is dumb as fuck. Yeah. Like why, why would you ever do this? And like, Oh, I actually like this character. I wish he'd put on some <laughs> goddamn clothing though. Yeah. Cause like this makes no sense. And I don't want to look at this, butt. Yeah. like stop fan servicing me, you know? Yeah. Hate fan service. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing though. When she shows up and she's a boss fight. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> kind, oh, kind of a difficult one too. Like she's fast. I, I didn't have a problem with this. Yeah. I don't know. Like you just, you just dodge and then attack and then dodge again. Yeah. If it, you know, um, but yeah, it is a, she has a second phase, which seems like it's going to be more, more so. So you fight her. She's fast. Um, she takes a little while to charge up her stuff though. Yeah. Um, halfway through, uh, she starts using her powers, um, or starts kind of glowing. Like she's going to use powers. And then this gigantic, like weird, like ball chin lizard yeah so it's like so it looks like a gigantic lizard almost like a big salamander kind of thing has a shark's head and has what appears to be like straight up half-life one testicle shaped egg sacs hanging under its chin so it's got ball beard yeah 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 it's a i'm very surprised by it yes the uh like just the idea of uh this guy's omni testicle (laughs) like just like mega megaplex like megaplex <laughs> testicle each one is showing a, a, a different baby let me lay it on um, the vine let me lay it on the line he has two on the vine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we call this by a tri-tip um <laughs> so any and he's he's fine i don't think the the, the big monster designs in this are anything special they're yeah, fine they're he's fine. fine yeah um uh, but this thing's presence pisses kine right off like this is what she is here to kill yes she gets super super mad and this starts the actual boss fight um, which will follow the kind of rhythm of a lot of the boss fights in this game, yeah. which is like a head in the middle, two hands, 
Um, you do damage to the hands um, enough until they eventually get that meter that you're talking about. And that kind of takes off, you know, like a third of the, the life or whatever. Like you have to do that a, a number of times. Yeah. So it makes its main body, body sag so you can do damage to it. Um, it shows out, it throws out those spheres. You know, it th- th- shows out, th- throws out those magic spheres. All of the bosses in this have ads. Yeah. Like they'll always just summon some, some extra riffraff to take care of. Mm-hmm. Like it's a real standard move as well. Additional texture. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, but the woman, uh, Kaine, she lands the death blow on this creature. Um, it appears that she has the scrawl, like she has these magical symbols around her, specifically around one arm. Um, and Vice concludes that she is possessed by a shade. This is not just like, uh, this is not just regular uh, black scrawl. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, um, but Popolo was right. There was a sealed verse here. Uh, you get the dark hand magic. Uh, which, weirdly enough, as you charge it, just produces more gigantic uh, fists that are that mm-hmm. that, uh, that appear above you. Yep, this is useful. Yeah, like this is this is a really useful and very powerful. Um, after after you get that, um, you know, after uh, Kanye wakes up, uh, tells you tells you her name, um, says like, "Hey, stay away from that huge creature. I'm hunting it." Uh, and you head back home. Yeah, she hasn't joined um, you uh, just yet. Yeah. Gee, well, there's a lot of this game that is just going back and forth between places. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, it's inefficient. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's that feeling of that where you just kind of, cause immediately you'll go kind of go back. Yeah. You're like fairly quickly or not immediately, but soon. Yeah. You'll, you'll head back. Um, I think that's more of, uh, about the limited number of places. Oh yeah. The game is why that feels so, feels so silly. That's because you're covering, covering the same ground so frequently. Yeah. You know, like over and over and over. When you get back to your house, uh, Yona's in terrible pain. You know, just uh, her, her, her relapsing is continuing. Um, Popola says, hey, there's a fish you can catch in seafront. Um, if you get me its liver, I can make some oil that will kind of dull her suffering. Uh, mm-hmm. So you go to the town whose only purpose is for fishing, I guess. Seafront has nothing in it. <laughs> it, has, it, has a, it has a dumb lighthouse lady quest. Yep. Uh, and, and this fishing thing. Um, I assume there might be more stuff here. Uh, I don't actually like how the wireframe of how towns are laid out at all. Yeah. In this game, I think they're a pain to get around. Yeah. Um, I think, I, and I think that's true. We saw that in the area, but the area is very simple. Mm-hmm. It's like one, you know, main path with a couple of diverticula, and it's annoying that those diverticula don't lead where you expect them to. Mm-hmm. But there's only a couple. This gets more complicated, and then eventually with facade, it gets even more complicated. Where like there's some kind of reasoning behind it, but it doesn't make them fun to navigate. No. Um, and I did not feel like exploring this town. Uh, it was a pain. Yeah. Fortunately, like you do not have to spend any time here. Whatsoever. No, this, this may as well, this should have been cut content. Yeah. Um, the, the whole thing, everything mm. that happens here should have been cut from the game. Yeah. Um, so you're going through the Southern plains this time. Um, there is a, a guard uh, who's there, who's in trouble. Uh, it's very, very obviously shows you this. Like you get a little like camera pan. Yeah. Um, you fight the shades that he's fighting and he gives you a sword, uh, which was worse than the sword I was using. Yeah. Um, so I just stuck it in the pile. Important lesson. Yeah. Yep. Um, when you get into Seafront, this is where you get the uh, the camera zoom in on the lighthouse lady, you know, who's complaining bitterly. And you think, oh, the lighthouse lady is going to end up being very important, you know, if the, if the game calls my attention to her. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. Not very important and also not very, like, interesting. Like, right. We'll, we'll get to her because they, they make you do that quest. Yes. Like, she's she's part of the main quest. Mm-hmm. In what world does that make any sense? <laughs> um. 
so you, you go uh, you had to find some kind of uh, a fishing fishing expert. You go around and talk to somebody. This is there's a weird thing that the game does, and I don't know if it was if this happens to everybody or when it happens. Mm -hmm. But the game is like um, Grimoire Voice was like, uh, uh, do you want to do you want me just to tell you where the guy is or to use my magic to find where the the character is? And I was like, sure. Because I don't, I'm not interested in exploring this town. I hadn't been exploring a lot, and then then it put an X on my map, and the guy was right in front of me. It was like the next guy I was going to talk to anyway. <laughs> and it was just it was this weird thing. It was like that feels like an ease of use thing, uh, but it happened very quickly. Huh. You so know? so it wasn't like it popped up after you wandered and said, "Hey, do you just want to know where to go?" I mean, it, it, I didn't wasn't wandering around aimlessly. Right. So I I mean I did fall into uh, water. There's like a small channel. I didn't fall into the ocean. There's like a, a water channel yeah. that I thought I could cross mm -hmm. and walked into it. And then I got a drowning animation. I was like, oh shit. And then I woke up on the beach and then it told me that. That's possible. Uh, I triggered it. Yeah. But like your, yeah, your was, fishing master is on the beach. So yeah, I was right there. I was looking at him. He's the next person I was going to talk to and he's yeah. fishing. Um, <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, um, the, 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 the fisherman, because he believes every aphorism, uh, he will not give you the fish. He's got, I got tons of these things. I could save your daughter. No, I'm going to teach you the fish. You have to get mm. to catch it yourself. Um, yep. and that's, that's how you get the real effective medicine. Uh, the, 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 the best gifts are ones you make yourself and the thing that'll save your daughter's life has to be pulled out of the ocean by your hand. Yep. Uh, I, I, I've been letting this, uh, this mold grow on this bread in case I need penicillin. <laughs> And because the best penicillin is the homemade penicillin. Yeah. Oh, you mean somebody's suffering? I'm not going to give you a fish <laughs> for that. Uh, I'm a sociopath. This game should be about him, about that fisherman having his actions recontextualized. Yeah. Like, there should be a post-credit sequence where he has to just like like you just stick his face in in Yona. Yeah. In Yona's pain. <laughs> um, so like this introduces the fishing thing, which again is infamous. Mm -hmm. um, the reasons this don't work are like. Manyfold, uh, principally, or one of the, the main reasons is that he tells you to go fish on the beach and you are right next to a beach, Yep, but it's no, the wrong beach. The incorrect beach. You have to go through like tunnels and over, over, uh, uh, uh stairs and things like that. Like this stymied yeah. me my first time that I played actually. It's, so the, and the reason it's timing you like, right? Like, or the re the reasons it doesn't work is that like, yes, they put an X on the map mm -hmm. to show you where the right beaches. Um, but, uh, you happen to be right at a beach where he's fishing where other other fish are um and you can fish in it uh-huh you can't your skill though is not good enough to correct get the right kind of fish right there so the idea that there's like a fishing skill is not explained right it would have been very easy for this just to be a dock off the side of the town rather than a beach like there's no reason for there to be a beach here mm -hmm. you know so like you could have really cut down on that confusion or you could have just made it work here as well yeah they, they it, want you to walk past the old lady. So that's why they don't do that. But mm -hmm. again, like not a house of cards, like none of these things connect. This is what you <laughs> right. pick up. Yeah. Like this entire area just feels like, oh shit, we designed an extra town. We need something to do in it and we don't want people to miss it. So let's just make, make it mandatory for them to crawl over every inch of it. Yep. So, so you go to, go to the correct beach. The way fishing works is you, you cast out your line. Um, it, it will bob up to three times. It bobs 1D three times, um, and it can do a shallow bob or like a deep bob. If it does a deep bob, then you uh, you tap a button, and then uh, it tells you to watch the line and pull in the opposite direction of the line. Incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, legitimately incorrect. What you have to do actually is watch uh, near and pull in the direction of near. Mm -hmm. There's a pause between when 
you go into that mode and when you have to put in inputs, if you put in anything during that, the fish gets away. Yeah. Um, so I did this. I actually managed to catch the fish. It has a safety, mm-hmm. but I caught the fucking fish. <laughs> um, and I was just like, once you know how to do it, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Again, though, there's no like I'm, I can't draw a bullseye around making this so shitty and hard to understand and poorly explained. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just frustrating, like not for any good reason. This isn't just to make me think like, man, I can't believe this guy would put up with this fishing nonsense for his daughter. Like he'll do anything. Yeah. I didn't think about that because the the issue was a meta textual one. It was the game explained to the player. It wasn't the character going through hardship. Right. Um, additionally, you also have Vice who is barking the incorrect information into your ear. Yes. Um, yeah. And because of how finicky it is, it is making you feel like it is your fault. And I hate it when it feels like it is my fault when it's actually the games. Yes. Yeah. It's it's very bad. Yeah. Like it is it is fucking atrocious. It, like deser- it, is- it deserves its terrible reputation. One of, one of the worst, uh, definitely the worst fishing minigame like I played yeah. in a thing. And one of the worst minigames. At least in I Deadly Premonition, you're still playing the slots. <laughs> yeah, and you get that good song. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Mario Underwater music that they stole for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? Because the game is just a bunch of copyrights piled on top of each other. Like, a bunch of copyrights got into a fight. And you get Deadly <laughs> Premonition. Oh, like American Idiot, Mario Brothers Underwater, and uh, Twin Peaks got into a fight? Yeah. The, um... So you eventually get this this fish. Um, the old lady flies you down the way back, says like, hey, I need some help. Young people are really rude. And I think uh, I don't want to do side quests. Mm-hmm. And I'm role playing because I need to get this pain medicine to my daughter who to is my in daughter pain, who's in immense pain. Yeah. So like I'm like, I have no time for this again. Keep in mind, like how the the textual explanations for why this shit is there versus the character. So I am like doing the right thing. I'm playing the character. Like I will give up the p- potential material rewards of the side quest mm-hmm. to save my daughter because she's in pain. Yeah. Right. Like I'm role playing. I'm playing a game. No, this is this this is main quest, my son. Yeah, this is super dumb. So you can go all the way back to the village, and your daughter goes, "Oh, that old woman that you talked to, man, I'm very. I hope she's okay. You really got to <laughs> help her." And it becomes a bet, but thou must. Yeah. So I'm like, this is sloppy. Yeah. You know, this probably plays into like she's going to be a companion or she's going to introduce me. This has to be mandatory. It's sloppy, but I get it. Yeah. You go back. She just wants you to go to the post office and pick something up for her. Yeah. Are you out of your fucking mind near <laughs> like like have you lost it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they have. And she never so should like she might show up again for another side quest or whatever. But like nothing it adds up to nothing it gets in the way it takes away from other stuff in order to like accomplish literally nothing like the thing it accomplishes is you also pick up a letter for papala yes you know Uh, you know what else could have done that like if somebody yeah (laughs) or as you're leaving the town to take the to take the fish back you know somebody's waiting for you and says hey we've got this letter that's headed to popola can you take that to her okay fine like even if you were so enamored with this old woman because there are some real limp attempts at comedy with this yeah make the old woman be the person who does that yeah you know um and letters just arrive. Yes. You know, like nothing would have been different than like if you had gone back to town and been like, I have to check in on Popola and Popola's like, hey, I received this letter. Yeah. You know, like they're letters that they, they travel, you know, that there's mail and there's an, <laughs> that's how you save. There, there, there's an established mail system in this game. It's so bad and dumb. Mm-hmm. Like this is so like I was very mad at this part of this game. Like yeah. it is uh, it is perplexing. It doesn't take very long. Nope. But it's just it's it's. Uh, senseless yeah absolutely senseless <laughs> it doesn't take very long to like you know pull a splinter out either but like exactly you know. it's, it's quick work but it's not good work yeah you know 
Um, so, so really, really frustrating. The big, the big thing here is when you do go to Poplar, Poplar says like, Hey, um, there's a bunch of shades in the area. If you're going to take that out, you're going to take them out. You're going to have to strengthen your weapon. And like, again, like I was just there and it wasn't very hard. I found yeah. a lot of shades there. Um, <laughs> you should have seen this, bi- this big one that I got on the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like, I, I'm good at fighting shades. I probably don't need this. Yeah. Uh, and this, the, where this goes to where like my weapon gets upgraded. And it's not the one I use and they make it worse than uh-huh. the weapon I'm using. Like, <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me? Like, it is just a uh, man. Yeah. Um, so, so she says, uh, there's a, there's a junk, there's a shop in a place called junk heap, um, that will, uh, do this, uh, th- they'll strengthen your weapon and it's going to be expensive though. You're going to need at least a thousand dollars. Um, maybe get some odd jobs from the tavern to afford it. Um, I have a thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm so not going to, I'm not going to do any more side quests than I need to. And I was very mad about that side quest, you know, main quest side quest I just did. So I just said, fuck it. I went to the junk heap. Yeah. I went to the tavern because I was like, oh, maybe there's something interesting there. And there wasn't. No, it's just it's just so, Devola, Devola playing music. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, not not this game's you know finest stretch. By no, any no, no. Like I like from Junk Heap on, it ends up getting better. Yes. Speaking of junk heap, you go there. You, uh, it, it's kind of like a big, uh, big junkyard, but it's also this mountain that was also this underground facility where they were making like robots and stuff. And you have this small family, um, the mother, and then uh, Jacob and Gideon, uh, who run the shop at the front. They kind of make these expeditions to go in looking for scrap that they can, you know, use for repairs and upgrades and trade and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um... And when you when you talk to them, uh, you know they find out that their mom is missing. You know, you find out that their mom is missing. Um, they want you to go find her. Yes. Uh, uh, and, and they said, "Well, we'll we'll upgrade your weapon to do that, but we're going to need three pieces of titanium, as well." Yeah. Um, so this dungeon is just a gr- like a like a grid of hallways, um, mm-hmm. and it's full of these boxy robots that explode when they die. So that's like the you know one of the little uh, kind of differentiators. You are not fighting shades here, which is a which is a welcome. A welcome relief, but there's also well, not a, there's not a lot of variety. I don't think the robots hurt you when they explode. No, I thought no. they did. Yeah. I thought they did because I stayed away from them because that's the visual language of video games. But yeah. I went in because I was trying to farm. Because you go here, this is a farm mandatory farming mission yeah. where you have to get three titanium. They're not in set locations; it's just a rare drop. Right, right. So like this could take longer than you know. This takes a variable amount of time. Um, once I figured that out, uh, I was I wanted to make sure I didn't lose any pickups mm. by like any means. So I was like diving in to get the item because I think items will, will disappear. Yeah. There, there's the too many of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I was definitely in the center of an explosion and did not get hurt. Mm, okay. So it just, uh, it's, and it's not like that doesn't actually change things. I'm not saying I wanted to be, ex- you know, exploded upon, mm-hmm. but there's less variety here than even it seems. Right. Right. Like as far as, as far yeah. as the enemy type, it uh, also, it also does a shitty thing where it'll lock you into a room until you beat enough enemies. Um, all the time and, yeah and you also have like uh turrets that pop up put out shmup uh patterns a lot of them uh take a lot of these rooms take place from a top-down perspective um mm-hmm. it's, it's it's still monotonous because it's like a combat dungeon and also yeah. the the actual surrounding aside from the you know the, the the vague kind of nominal change of pace um the actual surroundings are not that interesting no yeah it's not it's not visually you know it's all just kind of rust colored brown yeah yeah like it does not look good 
Yeah. Um, you get those three titanium drops. Um, again, they're random. Um, you know, it's, it's a rare drop. Uh, it kind of gets you exploring most of the dungeon, probably. Because uh, I didn't know they were rare either. I thought I was going towards a thing. Right. Um, when you eventually uh, get back, uh, Gideon is more distraught. Like, Gideon is more sad because his, his, mom, his mom's not back. Right. And you say, like, I'm going to go help. Um, and it kind of sets up again this thing that uh, could be a theme and isn't. Right. right? So here, I think... Um, Vice is saying like, you know, what are we doing helping them out? And you're like, you know, we have to give them a ray of hope. And I was like, why is Nier avoiding his own daughter? Yeah. Like Nier is doing everything he can not to spend time with his dying daughter. Is that going to be the point? Like, uh, he can't bear to see her. Mm -hmm. You know, he can't listen to Cashmere Pulaski Day by (laughs) Stevens anymore. Um, you know, so he's going to literally go save somebody else, like go help someone else's kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he can't uh, do that. And as far as I know, based on the trajectory of the game, that is not heading towards a payoff. Right. Um, so maybe it does. I don't know. But like just letting you know where I'm at, you know, letting people listening, like where I was at at this point, yeah. uh, felt it was maybe swerving towards that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't I can't put in a rejoinder because uh, everything would uh, reveal more than I want to reveal yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that 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 is a point. So yeah. that is if they're going towards that, um, it, it gets to me that falls down a little bit by her being kidnapped, mm-hmm. you know, but like it, it is uh, that's a that is a, a potential theme yes. on the horizon here. Yeah. And also like an interesting one that is backed up by the play. Yeah. 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 Um, it would be better if the play was fun. Like I was going doing something I enjoyed. Right. Like right. near talks about like being a big dumb smash mm-hmm. a lot. Like he's like, Oh, finally killing things, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't actually, you know, <laughs> it doesn't express itself through play. It's, it's not gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this takes you deeper into the junk heap. Uh, you get, you get the password for B one, um, which turns into like a top down rail shooter segment. You just got like turrets on the other side of this narrow hallway that you are uh, going down the middle of. Um, and you can use your dark blast weapon, uh, to kind of shoot the projectiles and uh, robots out of the out of the air in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, as a minor nitpick, what you get is the key to the elevator. Um, three shafts just go up to dead ends. Mm. So you can spend a lot of time watching that elevator cutscene. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, and there's an elevator on the way to this dungeon that I thought this would definitely thought this would unlock. Oh yeah. Like there's a little side path that goes to an elevator, and it's like, well, that's not the right elevator. No, nah, it's the elevator um, back up. So yeah, I did. It's one I of those exit-only elevators. Yeah, you know, you know, as they as they are, as you do. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I didn't know I was going to have to go back into this. Right. You know, and like always, you just check your map if if like nothing makes sense. Just the number of times I have that dissonance where like the game suggests something natural to do, and the actual answer is something that feels very unnatural. Yeah. You know, um, surely they're not going to make me do this dungeon again. I just did it. <laughs> but they do nope. make you do. It. Yeah. Always assume they're going to make you do it again. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you enter this large circular chamber and the exterminator shows up. Yes. Um, on loan from the Star Fox collection. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very this, goofy yeah, it's like a giant robot head that's kind of pinned to the wall, but it has these big uh, floating hands that also shoot lasers at you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you <laughs> it proceeds as normal, just like the lizard did. You take out the hands, some ad, ads come, and then it opens up the ability for you to pick up these bombs that spawn around and then throw it into the mouth. The some pro- Zelda shit. Yeah, like, some real Zelda shit. The problem yeah. with throwing the bombs into the mouth is you only have a very small window before you start shooting a laser out of its mouth. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you have to wait for the entire cycle to repeat. That was a real bummer. Yeah. Yep. And it just it's a long time of, of just kind of dodging. Yeah. 
you know. Um, but you eventually uh, you kill him. This gives you the dark gluttony magic, which is ridiculous. Um, so like the idea for this is like, oh, I become invulnerable to you know to magic. You think this is going to be useful because these come at me in shmup patterns. Like there's going to you know going to be hard to avoid those. No, you just avoid them by attacking. And also, yeah. like by using this, you are using up you're using up magic when you actually could be gaining it by attacking yeah. the projectiles. Yep, I assure you, I am already a dark glutton. Yes, like uh, yeah, that, that's how I felt too. Like I, I tried it real briefly, and then it's like, oh, this is dumb. Yeah. Um, when you get beyond this chamber, you find the mother's dead body. Um, there's a man next to her who is also dead. Right. Uh, and she brought a bottle of perfume because you know how lovers like to hang around and spray perfume on each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just they, they play play games like, OK, I'm going to yeah. spray this in the air and then you need to walk through before the cloud dissipates. Like yeah. in a, like in a Sears, like or in a, in a Macy's. Yes, exactly. Like in a Macy's. Yeah. What is a yeah. Macy's? We read tell of this in the tomes at Popolis. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, it was a uh, 1,300 years ago. Um, you know, so she, she brought her her Vita copy of Smell Divers. <laughs> and uh they both died you head back um the kid and it's like it seems like it's setting up like a big moral choice it's like do i say i didn't find the kid or do i tell the truth yeah um that she died and i tell the truth yeah you know, i'll lie to a kid especially about their and, parents uh, like <laughs> like maybe don't go searching well, for your mom anymore well, yeah, and and it's just being like you know i didn't find her but you know she might be in that abandoned fridge <laughs> you know like, like i learned my lesson yeah about child endangerment i <laughs> uh, hear and then the older boy is like, actually, I knew that she took a lover. Did she die alone? You say, no, she was with somebody. And the older boy's happy right. uh, about it, that she, uh, she, that she <laughs> endangered her children. <laughs> like, like none of this, like this doesn't. But she abandoned follow. her kids because she didn't want to introduce a stepdad into the equation. Like, and, and like, I, I understand like stepdads are a real mixed bag. Yeah. You know, like you can get some bad stepdads, but like, <laughs> boy, you know, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's sad. Like, oh, like these 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 kids are gonna have to make their way in the world alone now. Like, okay, that's that sucks. And their their story only gets more tragic. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, um so when you uh, you head back to uh, now that you have your weapon charge up, so this is when they do the dumb thing. They charge up your weapon. Yeah. Um, it, they only charge up your base weapon, like the nameless blade. Yeah. Uh, and they make it, you know six levels worse than your weapon you're using or the right. weapon I was using at this point. Uh, pretty frustrating. Um, but you can now farm for upgrade equipment if you suck. And instead you go to the area cause now you can fight the shades. Um, when you get to Connie's house outside of the shades, like she's fighting these new shades that have magic shields. Yes. Um, so that's the, that's the way they've upgraded. That's the idea behind you upgrading your weapon. Yeah. So you step in to help because you know, she cannot get around these, um, and there are more of them in the village and this huge lizard that you were fighting before, you know, the one with the, with the ball beard, um, it's rampaging through the airy. Um, yes. and so like, you're trying to save this place, uh, from the massive monster that is menacing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this is where we get a real good sense of Kaine's potty mouth. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I think it, like at one point she calls somebody like a, like a fuck hog or something like that. And Grimmer yeah. always like, that's not even a real word. What are you I think, talking I think about? It's shit hog. Shit hog. There we go. Yeah. Which I kept thinking of as like the sweat hogs. Like, oh yeah. You know, like the, the, they're dark, <laughs> dark twins. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Or Horshack, he was messing around with some interdimensional yeah, crystals. Horse suck. Like the shit hog. You know, just like. He's over in the shit hogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know, teach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, teach. I'll suck anybody off for just a little bit of a hit. I'm one of the shit hogs. <laughs> Mr. Kaka. Um, 
<laughs> Played by Gabe Kraplin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the garbage pail, like a very specific garbage pail kid. <laughs> Gabe Kraplin. <laughs> like, like, like co- co- collect all six. You get all of them if you buy one pack. Like... <laughs> We need to stop doing sweat hog humor. I don't. I think. I think it's going to play really well with our demographic. Uh, you you um, might be right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Who who knows? All those sweat hog yaks out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, this is a long protracted multi phase boss fight. Yeah, boss you're fight. chasing this thing around the different platforms and stuff. Yeah. Um, with kind of mildly different mechanics each time, like yeah. not too much. You know, and after you do uh, you do your damage and get it to do the Q, uh, like uh, do the uh, the damage, the little little circle, um, you do a straight up Bayonetta. Yeah. Like you summon your dark fist and knock it across the village, like, you know, punching it into other more populated areas. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And this is how most of the boss fights end is near absorbing the blood and energy from these shades in order to power up his world ending attack or whatever. Uh, yes. Unnecessary. Like it is, <laughs> you get the sense that it is intended to be flashy, but nothing looks good enough for it to be flashy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This this whole segment is is fairly bland. Like I like again, I like Kane. Uh, everything else, I think, is is kind of tedious about this thing. That's supposed to be very exciting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. At but, one point, the uh the the lizard picks up a tank of monsters uh with its tail and starts shaking them out like he's seasoning a roast. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So you can you can attack the tank. There's also this is not the first one, but this is introduced as a uh, a side scrolling kind of platformer section. Yeah, where you're chasing. Um, we've had after. one of those before, and it's like the the controls don't change, so you still have the kind of weird, you know, you're like weird kind of not floaty, but imprecise, not exactly imprecise like double jump. Yeah, you know, um, on this weird uh, scaffolding. Yeah, section, um, and th- this is very arbitrary because the way to get the the they're, they just have those little timer things on mm-hmm. just random monsters. Yeah. And if you kill them, that's what makes the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, makes you able to fight the main monster. Yeah. Like, um, I guess you're absorbing their blood to get powered up, but why can't I absorb the blood from these other identical monsters? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very arbitrary, like very video gamey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eventually the lizard is cornered and it starts speaking to Kaine in her grandma's voice. You know, mm-hmm. the, her, her grandma is the person who raised her and basically tempting Kaine to come to the lizard's side, give up your life. Hey, you know, you're done fighting. Um, and instead of being tricked by this, Kaine says, no, my, actually my grandma, she was like real supportive and cool. And she would have told me to continue fighting no matter what, you know, so I'll, I'll calmly walk over there and tear out your fucking heart. Yeah. And the delivery on that is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Good delivery. Like I don't, care about this thing and it, it's at the end of a sequence i don't like very much yeah, yeah. but the deli- I, I still like kane yes um so there's a final phase after this um, where the lizard's dying not super aggressive but does do this like charge attack mm-hmm. where where uh i don't really know how to avoid it it fires like at a drop of a pin is the yeah thing. yeah, yeah you, I, maybe this is where the block would have been handy right but like yeah. i didn't have that you can't really roll through it yeah um, you know, and, uh, that health thing, you can only have 10, uh, basic health items, um, or 10, 10 health items at all, but you only have basic ones at this point. Right. Um, you know, so those are getting kind of low. So I had been like kind of attritioned by this point. So it ended up being kind of dramatic in a way that didn't feel good. Yeah. You know, cause I didn't know how to, how to avoid this attack. Yeah. It, it, um, it, check, it checkpointed into a weird spot, um, yeah. where like I had basically nothing left and had to execute the final phase perfectly. 
Yes. Yeah. Which is what ends up fucking me over in the next section yeah. or the next uh, dungeon. But eventually, you know, I got got through it uh, through this, this charging dealy thing. Um, afterwards, uh, Kane is dying uh, and is across the map. Uh, at this point, I can't remember how she gets there. Does she get knocked over there? I think or she gets like flung of... or something like that. Yeah. Um, in the process of the final struggle there. So you yeah. you rush over there, you know, to, you know, this cutscene of her floating in a black void, like asking grandma, like, hey, is, is my, is my job done? Like, basically, am I, am I done here? And uh-huh. uh, Nira pulls her back out. Yeah. And it's noteworthy, like, uh, Vice is, like, arguing that uh, you shouldn't save her. Right. It's a weird thing because again, I'm still having my head kind of partially like, oh, I'm I'm carrying around the evil book, yeah, you know, a little bit. And Vice is like, you know, you shouldn't save her. Like, it's not our place to decide who lives and dies. And you're like, no, I'm gonna save her. Of course, I'm yeah. gonna save her because yeah, that's what I am. That's what I do. I save. Yep. I'm a video game protagonist. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm gamesman. <laughs> um, but as you know, you're trying to bring her out. She isn't really responding until Vice gets uh, sarcastic with her. Um, like saying like, oh yeah, well, you know, obviously she isn't a true warrior, you know, she's, she's not going to fight, fight to the end for her friends. Like, yes, you, you and I are friends now. Like she has a reason to go on. She's got like somebody who wants to be around her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we got kind of um, in the fold now. Um, I wish that having companions articulated at all. I wish that it was, too, I wish friend. that it was like, anything besides just a visual ad. <laughs> because it's a visual ad during some parts it's in the wild. Uh, uh-huh. Like during the, the the big empty spaces between towns, they uh, stay outside of towns, and then when you go to dungeons, cutscenes get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, so having a companion is other than Vice is pretty meaningless in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I really wish that was different. Yeah. Um, she says, uh, you know, what a quinky dink. <laughs> uh, you you know the next thing for us to do. Um, she knows somebody else with a scroll. It was this great king in this place called Fasad. Um, he's been working on a cure for a while. Maybe he's got he's figures yeah. on that. And also, they owe me a favor. So yes. we got to go to the deep desert. And she warns us, hey, Fasad, the people who are there, they're kind of weird. So just kind of brace yourself for that. So you head on your way to Facade through kind of wolves and scorpions um, to get to this uh, large stone city. Whenever you get to a new city, it gives you this kind of like trailer, mm-hmm. you know, like the VHS that tells you about, uh, you know, uh, uh, the town that Homer moves to, <laughs> you know, essentially, uh, and uh, kind of shows you it. It's got like these kind of sand rivers in it, um, kind of interesting looking. But uh, again, I don't like the wireframe of these cities. Like, I, even looking at this, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a pain to navigate." Yeah, <laughs> and that's um, the thing. Like, you, you you do not get access to like the little menu that lets you select where you need, where you're gonna go because this is a place that is governed by rules. Um, yeah, you have to actually like navigate it on foot before you can do that or talk to the king. Also, everything here is uh, on different levels, like Kramer's apartment. Yes. Um, so you know you are like jumping up and down. Like, it's a lot of platforming to get from one end yeah. to the other. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's more complicated by the fact that like nobody here understand, you can't understand their language. Right. Um, they're, they're weirdos with weird masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys too, kind of visually, um, you eventually get to the King's Manor. You can't get past it. And you have this little options like just return to the beginning. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Um, you get there and a little girl shows up. She drops some food. Um, she falls flat on her face and you pick up the food first, which I just think is very like, <laughs> like not super good she's just like laying like with her nose crushed on the pavement while you pick up oranges um you pick up her oranges and she she thanks you uh she speaks in kind of sign language she doesn't speak in their language 
Uh, so Vice can interpret this. Yeah. Uh, she she doesn't speak because she's not permitted to because she is an outsider. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she says, hey, we're going to take you on a tour. Like she needs to explain the town and the rules. And this starts an incredibly long sequence where you are just going from going from shop to shop, basically. And you're saying this is the strange item shop. It sells strange items. Yeah. I uh, There's a part where then it just it says, do you want to stop doing this? And I just said yes. <laughs> well, I said, I said no because I wanted to see if it was any different. Um, no, it's yeah. more of the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have faith. Yeah. So like I my faith had been crushed at this point. It setting up this kind of like showing you around the town would make sense that this was going to be a major hub, you know, and like, I'm going to need to know where these item shops are because I'm going to keep going to them. Like I'm going to spend a lot of time here. Yeah. And, uh, I just had a feeling that was not going to be the case based on the fact that there already is a hub and yeah. it goes off in three different directions that all go to different towns. Um, so yeah, it's just a side quest bank, um, either for a new side quests or, you know, the shop sell stuff that you need elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, a big, big hard pass. Yeah. But you mentioned that rules thing. Um, that it's one of the rules, like you need to have the tour before you can, you know, do anything before you can, excuse me, before you can shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, uh, their whole thing is that we just, they just have like a hundred thousand rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. like and like the like the skip is kind of crazy like oh you know you, you need to look around that's rule number five um i can't talk because i'm an outsider that's rule number eight also rule one hundred and fifty thousand is like oh, wait a minute what yeah um the flavor here is pretty funny i i yeah. I, I like the flavor of facade quite a bit but it's cute i i don't know i mean it doesn't add, it doesn't adds up doesn't mean adds anything but it's cute. yeah i want to see if it adds up to something like it so far it doesn't yeah you know it's cute um, but like I, I came away from it feeling thematically poor, hmm. um, you know, from it. Um, the and and I didn't laugh. Like there were no there are no laughs in it. Like it's again like cute was where I topped out on this specifically. Right. Um, and I'm I'm influenced by the next dungeon being like being pretty frustrated by the next dungeon. Yeah. Um, it plays into it. Like the town is the reason why the next dungeon has a gimmick. Yeah. I just don't think it's a very fun gimmick. Um, so when you get to the king, now that you can talk. Um, the king has died of the scroll. His son, the prince, now rules, uh, but he's not taking any visitors. <laughs> when you when you return to the entrance, you find out like, oh, he's not taking any visitors. He's actually gone missing. Um, yes. He has gone to the Baron Temple, um, and one rule says that the guards must rescue them. You know, if the king is out of his place, it is your you know the guard's responsibility. However, another rule says that only nobility may enter the temple, so they are like stuck in this catch twenty two argument, like back and forth, citing the rules to each other. Yes. Yeah. Which, which again, like cute. It just really is like, how did this, you know, this seems like this, this is, would be rejected in a short story class for being too dumb right. that a society would form with those two contradictory rules. Yeah. You know, what, what is, yeah. So, um, the, uh, eventually, uh, Kane says like, actually there's another rule. Um, outsiders are not beholden against that rule and outsiders can call their deaths at any time. I helped you, you know, I rescued uh, girl, it turned out she rescued the little girl who we, we've been dealing with. Her name is Fira. Um, here. Fira. Um, so I'm going to say we're going to go in there and do it. Yes. And they say, okay. You'll <laughs> um, do our job for us. Nothing against that. Yep. Yeah. So you do this like thing where you have to follow Fira to, through the sandstorm, um, evoking like one of my least favorite video game tropes, which is being forced to follow somebody who moves way slower than you do, mm-hmm. um, which every video game does. Yeah. Uh, the Witcher 3 doesn't do it. Um. 
I don't know what else doesn't. <laughs> like there, there. I know there are other games that don't do it. Sometimes games will slow you down. Like if you're having a walk and talk. Yeah. They'll top out your thing, and sometimes even then, though, you're like ten percent faster than the other person. Yep. So you just like walk like, past why? them, and then if it's especially <laughs> poorly designed, it'll stop everything and say, "No, you can't actually get far, like far away from me. So you need to get back yep. before I'll restart the conversation." Yep. Or you'll walk past them, and you just have to stop every once in a while to maintain some level of verisimilitude. Mm -hmm. You know, like what it, it seems like an easy problem to solve to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here it's just like you just you, you move very fast in this game. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really talk about that. But your walk speed is huge. And that's good because mm -hmm. you know, there's not a fast travel. Yeah. You're uh, or, so you, there is later. But OK. Yeah. There's no, there's not initially. So it's like since you're doing such a backtracking, I'm really glad that I move very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, Fira doesn't. No. So it's, it's not a huge deal. It doesn't take that long. Um, and you had a protector from wolves, like wolves show up and attack. Yeah. But I just wish that she moved faster or I moved slower. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't just like running circles around her as she slowly trudged towards the desert, you know? Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's not great. Um, and this dungeon is not that great either. Like, um, a little bit of this might've been okay, but the fact that the entire dungeon is just chambers that have this gimmick. So the gimmick is, you know, because this is a rule-based society, their most sacred site will, would also be governed by these rules. Every time you enter a new combat area, um, it forbids certain techniques. Um, they have yes. a few little names. Like the first one says, you know, it forbids leaping rabbit. If you jump, what happens is, you know, it'll stop everything. It'll warp you back to the beginning and reset the chamber. Yes. Yep. Um, and so you go through these different, different trials. Usually you just have to get to a certain block at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and smash it. Um, and like this, this had potential to like this, you know, again, this is breaking up gameplay. I appreciate that the dungeons tend to be different. Mm -hmm. Like the next one I like. Yeah. Like the, ne the next one I straight up like. Yes. You know, as a thing. Um, the, it's weird though, because the things you're asked, being asked to do when they map these different kinds of modes of play onto near, they don't, your controls don't change in any way. No. Like here it does, they limit what you can do, but like it's still through the perspective of this third person action quasi character action, like kind of control posture. So like some things just don't work. Like these block pushing, pushing puzzles would have a different feel and speed of movement and design in a game about that. Yeah. You know, these are just templates. They've kind of awkwardly fit onto something that already exists, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. ill fitting clothes. Yeah. Ill, Ill fitting clothes is a great way to do that. I mean, just the, the, the ends don't necessarily meet on this yeah right um also with some of these rules like different ones um you know like some of them are just like kisses of death like the ones the ones that forget uh forbid you to dodge they almost always put that in with enemies that will kill you in one hit yeah uh, you know like large enemies so like this is this is a real roll of the dice and it feels like there's a real mismatch between what it is asking you to do and what it is forbidding you to do Yes, uh, which is, you know, that in that space between those kind of things is challenge, mm -hmm. but it's not fun challenge. Like that's a, that's a, a throttle. To yeah. hit. My least favorite one is the racing wolf one, <laughs> you because that means moving fast and you don't have like a walk button. No. Or anything. You have to like just ride that throttle again uh, of the left analog stick. Yeah. But your character is very speedy and the, the amount of tolerance before you break into a sprint. Yeah, there's like, very little. Yeah, like you, you, you've got the dead zone. Um, yep. starting Christopher walking, you've got the dead zone on your, uh, on your, on your joystick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then like, just like a little, little ring that is, uh, that is walking also like changing, like you can't really change direction unless you know either. Yeah. Now, this was very frustrating. The way I got through this was realizing that by blocking, uh, you move, you walk. Oh, huh. so if you just hold down block, you, you tiptoe. Okay. 
Um, but I didn't, I didn't like doing that because again, I hadn't been using blocks since the beginning of the game because it's not good. Yeah. You know, again, just a big pile of cards. Like it's not, (laughs) these things aren't holding each other up. Um, this ended up being resulting me losing all that progress because I got hurt a lot in these things, doing these trials. Um, and did not, uh, I probably went into this without full, you know, healing items, Mm -hmm. um, because in the last town you have to do the tour before you can use the shop and i just kind of like didn't think about it also it. does it like, like that ta- facade doesn't sell healing items are you fucking kidding me no really really okay yeah because yeah when i i ended up going back to uh my earlier save was before a facade mm-hmm. uh where i had to do this so i just bought them from there uh that's astounding yeah because every other dungeon has this uh intensely artificial construction between set pieces so yeah in the last one in the eerie we we're talking about that multi-stage boss battle when you do that side scrolling bit where uh, the thing that's very easy, what they're doing is they're refilling your health. There's tons of crates there you can bust open to get health. And I'm like, oh, it's a little bit weird that I'm doing this in the middle of the game. It's ham-handed, but I can see what they're doing. They put this crate zone so yeah. I can get uh, health items refilled or get three or four of them. I And that's been true of all of the dungeons so far, actually. Yeah. So like they all have like a, a couple crate rooms that tend to be between you and the boss that are mostly empty or only have a couple enemies that have guaranteed drops of medicinal herbs i very like to my mind because every other dungeon this had been true i thought this dungeon would be like that as well yeah and it's not the only drop in this dungeon that i found was clay mm-hmm. uh, which is a crafting material which i by this point i figured out was useless <laughs> and uh, i was furious yeah uh, about this i got to the point where um i got to uh one of the trials um, I don't remember which one it was exactly. Uh, might have been the no dodging trial where I could I couldn't get hit. Uh, I would die yeah. from being hit because I didn't have enough health. And I'm like, OK, if I just kind of push through further enough, um, you know, I know if I level up, it'll heal my health. Um, you know, and if I save, it'll heal my health. So if I can just push through the boss and do these things perfectly, I can get through it, um, which you can. You can get to that point. But then I got to the boss and I couldn't beat the boss without any health items. Hmm. The boss not super hard, but he it's hard to not take damage. Yeah, there's still a little bit of obligatory damage in that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just and then as that's why I say I lost progress. Like I just like, well, I have to load an earlier save because I'm stuck, you know, I'm stuck in this dungeon. I mean, I, I could have trucked my ass out. I'm glad I didn't though, because I would have walked back to facade and then found that they don't sell healing items and like literally broke my disc in half. Right. So the uh uh yeah, I found this very frustrating that inconsistency of that design. Like when they do it earlier, it's ham-fisted, mm-hmm. but it fulfills a purpose. Just giving up on it isn't the right solution. No, no, especially that. if they're teaching you to rely on dungeon-based uh, health drops. Yeah, and health drops in general. Like, it's not a game that has that kind of like, oh, perfect play will result in no damage. Right. You know, it's not really a character action game. Like, the other things that – it has the the cadence of it, but the, the enemies and situations you run into are not that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, very, very frustrating to me. Uh, getting to the end of this and doing all these trials and having to do them again. Yeah. Uh, nothing is fun twice. Um, it's especially unfun when doing it once is not that fun to begin with. Yes. Yeah. You know, I knew the secrets to them, like the ones that have the secrets, like I knew about blocking to tiptoe. Yeah. yeah. You know, so some of them went by quick, but some of them were still just a big pain in the dick. Like the one where you had to push the magic blocks to form kind of like the make inroads. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the Yeah, the, yeah, where it's like, it looks impossible, like there's a barrage, but like you are there's a way to push the blocks where you are protected at all sides at all times. Yeah. yeah. Um that like doing that twice, because that's just so time consuming. Yeah. 
Um, that was very frustrating. Yeah. To get through. Um, so it's pretty funny uh, when one of them it uh, forbids uh, magic spewing bat. Uh, because Kaine, all of her attacks are magic. <laughs> like she loses her temper and says, "Fuck this! I'm going to do it anyway." And she's whisked away, um, just like yep. just completely laid off. They've got wished into the cornfield, I guess. Um, she's you know disappeared for a while, but because having yep. additional characters doesn't add up to anything, it's not really that big of a handicap for you. Um, no, yeah, it doesn't matter. She wouldn't have been helpful during these puzzle things. No, no. It's also very arbit arbitrary because magic is not something you're going to want to use in that one. No um at all uh it's just there to take her off the board right so again like doesn't add up to anything like it, it's kind of a cute moment but to to what end yeah you know just to, to to smile for a second yeah. um yeah so she shows up later along with the prince like the prince has been grabbed by this big block uh and kaine uh has also showed up here you're uh locked into this chamber where the prince is and it starts a fight uh with the boss of this area um, yes. which is made up of a bunch of different blocks uh, that kind of move around into different configurations. The weak point is always the glowing pink one, and you just have to take mm -hmm. take a bunch of them out. Yeah, and they disincentivize you from taking out the other ones because it causes a uh, a barrage of faster magic orbs you can't knock out of the air Yes, to come at you. So they want you to aim, and they're shooting at you as well. This is a very bold heli boss for the first phase. Yeah. Um, when Connie shows up, uh, it turns into this kind of block bot, like turns into a robot yeah. looking thing. Again, on loan from the Star Fox. Um, yes, very, very culture. Star Fox. Very goofy. Yeah. Like, oh, this this culture worships this fucking thing? Like, this, <laughs> is, this, is, this is your ancient temple? What the hell? You know? <laughs> Extremely goofy. Yeah. Um, the prince emerges kind of in the middle of this. Um, he's found his mask. Uh, there's this very strange moment where he throws it at the camera. Um, mm -hmm. and it plays what has to be like explicitly a, uh, a version of the Zelda item found jingle with the da na na na. Yeah. Well, th and that's, the, that's the idea. Like that made the click for me is that the same way, you know, the, in two dungeons, we're going to do the resident evil dungeon. This is the Zelda dungeon. And this is the conception of like a puzzle based dungeon. Yeah. You know, to the creator. And again, like the guy's obsessed with modes of play. I don't know why. Right. You know, uh, yeah, this was just surreal and took me out of it. Yeah. Like as a thing, it's kind of cute. You know, I did smile for a second, mm -hmm. but also like, why? Um, yeah. So we, we find out what happened is the prince adventured in these, these ruins to get the Royal mask, um, because he wanted to project a kingly image, you know, cause, uh, otherwise people are not really trading with them. Right. You know, they don't, uh, the people, they need water, they need food. They have these other things to, to give out and they can't. Right. So this is to save his city. Yeah. Um, so he becomes the king. Um, now that he has this, uh, you know, we've, we've helped somebody from the town. We have uh, a wish, but you really can't, uh, you really can't, uh, uh, wish for a cure for the scroll because their old King died, uh, kind of definitionally it's not there. So instead your wish is rule zero. If people don't like a rule, they can vote to change it. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is, uh, and I, I, I do have some faith that they'll do something with this. Yeah. That is such a funny, classic, like terrible, <laughs> you know, idea of like just going in and telling, like changing a culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is that like, Oh, like this has been, you know, more or less working out for you guys. I think it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to tell you, and like, can you imagine just like they can vote to change it as being the only thing of the rule and just being like, well, you know, I, guess, I guess we got to come up with a, a democratic system from nothing. Um, <laughs> so you, so you just reinstated a King, but also you have a democracy now, like a perfect democracy. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it's that doesn't sad. add up. Yeah. Apparently, I was talking to uh, Will last night, and apparently, the latest Phoenix Wright is like that. 
Like, have you played that one? Oh, the, like, spirit, the spirit one. I played a little bit of that, but no, I haven't yeah, been you, there, you yeah. like go to a land of magic, uh, <laughs> where you go and you replace their legal system with the correct. One. <laughs> that's and, funny. Like, that's yeah, extremely colonial shit. <laughs> the um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you talk to the king about the scrawl, and you know, near uh, is kind of called out. Like he says, okay, so you're looking for these for these dark verses. Um, do you know what they are? And near just basically says like, no, really don't. You know, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll run around collecting a bunch of crystal horse manure if that's what if that's what it takes to cure my daughter. Yeah, you know, just basically laying this out. Like, I don't, I don't care why I'm doing this horseshit as long as it will accomplish something at the end. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if I have no idea if the people who are telling me <laughs> to do this know what they're talking about. Yeah, I have no idea if it will actually help things. Yeah, you know. So, uh, and that, and that's good and fine. Like, yeah. you know, your character, your character is being an idiot, but that's okay. Yeah, he has motivation. Um, as you leave, you get this weird, like, delayed verse. It just kind of pops up as you're you're leaving, um, which gives you the dark wall magic, which puts up a defensive barrier and is useless. Yeah, um, yeah, and that, that's where we're going to call it uh, for today. Um, next episode, we're going to go into uh, kind of the end of that uh, that first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you can kind of go through. So. Yeah. So uh, please tune in for that. No generalities next time. So you've already listened to this first episode. You are so you are po- uh, poised to uh, to just hop right into the next one. Yep. And so are we. We will hit the ground running. Yeah. You know. And it is something where I expect the next episode to be significantly more positive. Like yeah. I feel more positive about the next two towns. Uh huh. Um, even the the Spencer Mansion, which I don't understand why, is still neater yeah. to me than this. Um. So, uh, and the town after this, the, the forest, I think is actually legit really cool. Oh, it's so good. I love it yeah. so goddamn much. It's very cool. Like yeah. there, there is a part where it feels like, and I'm curious as to whether this feeling will come up to me mm-hmm. again during the game where it feels a little bit like, oh, this is like, like Grant Morrison, but maybe not as good, but special. Cause it's in a game context. Yeah. Like it's a very Grant Morrison idea. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel new. Mm-hmm. All this stuff with dreaming. It's like, oh, this is, though, this is like, I, I'm sure I read a Doom Patrol arc that's exactly this, yeah. you know? So it, it loses a little bit for not being new, but it is, especially on the grade of this game. Yeah. Uh, it's stellar, you know? So yeah, I, I, I like it a, a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's also just good on its own, too. So, yeah, like, yeah. the description of whether it's special is kind of separate from the, dis- the d- discussion of whether it's good, you know? Like, it, it's, it's like maybe this is not special or new. Um, but the actual content of it, like the box is an old box. It's a reused box, but the what's in the box is good. Yeah. Well, we'll, get, we'll get to it in detail next time. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. If uh, after that, so we'll be doing the next two Nears, uh episodes on that. And then we'll be doing God of War 1 mm-hmm. for the PlayStation 2 um, or remastered version for the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Um, if you have anything to say about Nier or God of War, please uh, write it in by August the 15th. That is yes. at uh, duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, September is Autour Adventure Game Month, mm-hmm. uh, where we will be doing uh, Quest for Glory 2. Ca- uh, Callahan's Cross Time Saloon. Yep. And uh, Gabriel Knight 3, Blood of the Sacred, Blood of the Damned. Um, really looking forward to that. Uh, it's been a little while. It's been a minute adventure games it's been since uh thimbleweed yeah so so i'm excited about those i'm already mm-hmm. uh, uh getting getting all of my ducks in a row to play those so that's good mm-hmm. yep me too um we have cool stuff planned for october as well and november mm-hmm. so it's a good, gonna be a good good fall yeah um if you like this show 
the best way to support is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Uh, throw us a few bucks a month, whatever feels right to you. And any amount counts. It does. You get cool stuff too, um, like bonus episodes of Abject Suffering. Uh, you get the ability to vote in our polls. Uh, that's what chose God of War for uh, for mm-hmm. this uh, for this summer here, um, mm-hmm. and uh, just a bunch of other stuff. Check it out. See uh, what looks good to you. See what you can give. It it really does. Like this, you know, it, it supports us like in a real mm-hmm. in a real way. So, absolutely, yeah, and um, yeah, and then uh, ratings, reviews, you know, telling your friends, things like that. Those are all very useful. Let them know. Write a review in a grimoire. Oh, yeah. Put in a curse library. I'm, I'm <laughs> extending the everything to guppy joke of telling people to do reviews that don't actually help us. <laughs> so, so don't do those. You know, I'm not using yeah. the everything to guppy voice. So I care about this show. Um, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. But thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thank you. To, thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, what should they watch out for? Uh, they should watch out for rule number 100,246 which is that a fireball's on its way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a rule that a fireball is on its way. Yeah, yeah. If there's ever not a fireball on its way. <laughs> you are in violation. Like, walk to jail. Yeah, walk to jail or walk to the nearest fireball and put it in the air. <laughs>